You're now tuned into the Apartment 5B podcast, where we chop it up about hip-hop, R&B, sports, love and life. Hosted by Kill. 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 What's good, what's good, what's good? You are to an apartment 5B hosted by your man, Kel. I got my squad with me in effect. It's a pack house tonight. I got my brother Yens from New Orleans. What's going on, good brother? What up, Kel? How you doing? What's up, everybody? Everything is good, bro. Nothing to complain about. Rel from the Philadelphia. What's good, bro? What's good, man? Happy to be here. All right, no doubt. JP out of Queens. What's going on? What's good, brother? Always a pleasure when you invite me through. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. JR, you're not looking happy today. We we about to sing some songs. We're gonna do something to get you a good brother. What's going on? Yeah, I'm just I ready can't to have, have you looking time, straight man. out there in these streets, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to have a good time. That's all. I'm all right. Done deal, done deal. My brother Vay got a BK. What's going on, brother? What up, y'all? Dope music box shirt, man. Dope joint right there, man. Out in Burnerville, a man, what's going on, good brother? Yo, peace. How are you, brother? Hey man, everything is good. Everything is good. Any chance I can get, you know, I'm still talking about it. 21 grams, keep rocking the mail right here. My album of the year last man. year. No boy soul dropping this year, so definitely be on the lookout for that. We're gonna be talking about the album later on in the show. Eddie out at Free K. What's going on, good brother? Yo, what's good? What's good? Man, All everything right. is Eddie. good. Everything's good. Y'all know me. Let's jump right into it. So this week's topic. I was talking to my man the other days from Central Islip, uh, Long Island. So we're talking, we're chopping it up. Made me think about one of my favorite songs uh, back in the day was Rockin' for My Hometown by K Soul. You know what I mean? From Central Islip. So that was like the, the Central Islip, like uh, their anthem back then. And it had me thinking about how much I used to fuck with K Soul's first album, but I'll never hear nobody talking about it. So it made me think what are hip hop albums? In R&B albums, you have them from the 90s, from that decade, 90 to 99, however folk do it, that nobody talks about. You don't see it on a timeline, nobody, you never, you really have a hair brought up, but that you thought was a crazy, crazy, crazy album. So that's what we're going to be chopping up about today. Um, I'm going to set them off with what I just said. Tell the World My Name by K Solo, part of his squad. He had to join Spellbound. Which me and Vega always laugh about because, like, you know, in those days of hip hop, like, you all had like a karate style. Like, everybody had their own style. Like, and this nigga's style was spelling. Like, that was a wild part. Like, yo, it's like, yo, nigga, what's your style? And it's like, yo, nigga, I spell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but Spellbound was dope as hell, man. You know what I mean? Spellbound was dope. We had the joint rocking for my hometown, my other joint, your mom's in my business. That was the banger right there. He had the joint Fugitive. He had this joint that I forgot. I haven't heard this song in years. Tales from the Crack Side. Where he talks about getting getting high on crack. And he keeps telling these stories. And he keeps saying, I didn't do it, but the rhyme did it. And I was like, yo, it just brought back so many dope memories. I think this joint dropped in 1990. So I'm a junior in high school. 
again, just walking with your Walkman on every day, just listening to it. So that's one of my joints right there on the hip hop side, on the R&B side. I got this joint, Aaron Hall's debut album, The Truth. This came out in 93. He had the slow, the slow down version of Don't Be Afraid. The, the sped up version, that was a joint that was on the Juice soundtrack. He was singing over the public and me, Can't Trust the Beat, banger. Certified banger. Don't Be Afraid was crazy. He had the slow down version of that. He had this joint called If You Need Me, Let's Make Love. But the joint most people knew the joint from was uh, Joint I Miss You. In the video where Shorty dies and everything like that, give him birth. That was like, you know, the heartbreak video back in the day. So those are my two joints right there. My first two. Tell the World Name by, by K Solo and The Truth by Aaron Hall. Yes, what you got up for your first joints, good brother? All right, I'll, I'll go with my uh, R&B selection first. Uh, I got uh, Gerald Levert's album, Private Line. I think I, I think that album is really, really, really dope. Uh, you know, title track kind of sound like he's kind of singing uh, on the uh, soul to soul joint a little bit. It, uh, the uh, shit, I forget what the soul to soul joint is. But anyway, it sounds like that. Uh, that song, the uh, baby hold on to me, of course, is definitely a good song. And uh just because i'm wrong that's that's a good song too because that's the kind of song you could uh use against your wife or your girlfriend if you ever uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, break that down like, like what, what's the what's the whole concept like she fucked up this time well n- well he says just because i'm wrong don't mean that you're right right oh okay. so okay so you know what i'm saying like, it's that kind of thing you know, it don't necessarily get y'all in no trouble though. If, if you know, you know. <laughs> All right. And uh, my first hip hop joint, I'm gonna go with a cat out of California. Uh, he used to go by the name of Deadly Threat, but then he changed his name just to Threat. This dude, mm. this dude appeared on uh, early Tupac uh, albums. His album is called Sick in the Head. And um, you know, there, there's a song called PDK. That's dope. That's like the intro to the to the uh, album. Real dope funk. All, the whole album is, you know, I mean, West Coast funk, but it's real hard though, as far as how the the tracks are laid. So I, I would say PDK uh, and Give It Up would be two of my standouts off of that. So you know, like I said, Threat, Sick in the Head, and Mr. Gerald Levert, R.I.P. with Private Line. Now tell me this, because in the '90s everybody was clicked up. So is this a local dude? Was he signed? Like whose crew was this cat threat with? Is he West Coast, down south? I've never heard of. Nah, him, it's, so. it's West Coast, California. Uh, that's what I was saying. Like he, he, he appeared on Tupac's uh, album. He, he was on a couple of joints like that. He's also known for being on the song "Colorblind" off of Cube's uh, Death Certificate album. So, you know, you'd have to kind of go back and check that out and you'd hear him on it. But this dude is real, real dope. He only had this one album, as far as I know. Uh, okay. But, I mean, you know, he had a lot of guest appearances. And I think it's one of the albums that definitely was slept on. You don't see too many people uh, speaking on. So it's real dope, in my opinion. All right. No doubt. JP, what you got for your first joints, bro? Um, I'm going to go R&B first. Um, it's an album that came out in 97. That, that was uh, entirely produced by Chucky Thompson um, by the artist called Frankie. 
I had to pull out the CD because I, I was like, yo, I ain't listened to it in a minute, but I was listening to it earlier. It's it's one of these great R&B albums that's like quintessential '90s that nobody <laughs> ever spoke about. It was on, it was on. I think he was on Chucky. I think he Chucky's first. That artist. was like Chuck, yeah. I was about to say that's like Chuck's first artist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. I mean, it's you know, if like Faith is singing on the album, he's got some classic. And I mean, when you know, you know, Chucky Thompson. So his right. classic sound is all over this album. You know yeah. what I mean? So now was um, this was this like a young boy singer, like a little a little kid singer, or was no, a, nah, he was he was mm-hmm. okay. like, and I think he was from he, he might have been from DC too. I, I think he was from DC as well, but I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But nah, he was grown, grown okay. man, like like in his twenties. So you I know mean, what I'm like, thinking? I'm thinking what? Sammy from oh, no, no. the birth. That's what I'm thinking, Sammy. You said Frankie. I'm like, is it a little kid? Nah, 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 grown man. Alright. Romance. So I gotta listen to that because you're like the second or third person who set talked about that album. I know JR talks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I gotta check that out. Do you know if it's streaming? You know what? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not All sure right. either. Alright, I'll dig in the crates. I'll find it. But it's just called Frankie. That's the that's the name of the album. So uh, the name of the album's called My Heart Belongs to You. Alright, my heart belongs to you. They don't Joe to see. How you gonna buy the fucking Jodeci song? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the I'm just saying, like that's like yo name my album is coming talk to me, nigga. You be like yo, it's Jodeci, but neither you know that. What's your hip hop joint? No, I didn't get it. I don't got a hip hop joint yet. I, okay, I, I was All trying right. to think of a couple ones that I wanted to do, but I'm trying to decide. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Vic, what you got for your first joint, bro? All right, I'll keep the trend going. Uh, start with the R and B joint. Uh, most people remember this from 1997. Uh, Chico DeBarge debut album. You man, that was my that was my clip. That was in my bag, man. I knew somebody was gonna say it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, as you can see, very dope album. A couple of joints on there. Big me this joint right here. Oh, you got CD? Yeah, man. I love this joint, bro. Yeah, man. A couple of joints on there, man. I even like. Um, his Trouble Man, his his version of Trouble Man. Yep. It's Marvin joined. Mm, yeah, really dope album. Um, it in some ways was su- it's surprising that people don't talk about it that much. At least I don't see it when they talk about you know the '90s and the neo soul movement. Um, especially when I look, you know, like Google, you know, uh, best albums from the '90s or whatever R&B albums. And, uh, you know, you'll see D'Angelo and Erica Badu and Maxwell, you know, all the usual suspects. But sometimes you don't see this Chico DeVarge album and it was really dope. Um, you know, Vang, I, for me, that was because he was almost a broke ass D'Angelo. Like, it really right, yeah. took D'Angelo. It was like, you know, it was that time span. I know for me, at least, I'm, the, I'm a huge D'Angelo fan. So when there wasn't no follow up to Brown Sugar, I was just gravitating to anything that sounded like it. You know what I mean? And when I saw the video for Egan Me, I was like, yo, this shit sound like D'Angelo. You know what I mean? It's just, to me, it's almost like he took D'Angelo's style, but he did it justice. Like, he didn't fuck it up. He didn't do it better right. than D'Angelo, but it was still a dope album. And then the No Guarantee with Joe was crazy, too. Like, that joint was, yeah. was bananas, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that may be why people don't talk about this album, because it's almost like, it almost be like if another group came out like Das Effects. Like it's almost like he literally bit D'Angelo whole style, but it's a right. dope album. Like it's, it's a dope album, so I'm assuming yeah. maybe that's why it's not talked about more. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge D'Angelo fan, and I never felt like that, honestly. Um, okay. I, I think only because I felt like D'Angelo was so unique, even mm-hmm. with that sound, that um, Chico DeBar's music, even though it reminded me of that vibe, it's why I liked D'Angelo. So it was kind of like more of it. Um, okay. You know, sort of that that more uh, no shade to the new R and B, but more that masculine. In R and B, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not these moist ass niggas. That's the same. <laughs> moist ass niggas. Yo, that's his T-shirt, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't realize how much game y'all come up with on this show. Moist ass <laughs> niggas need to be a T-shirt somewhere. So, I'm just telling you, Vegas. You know, you moist to- ass niggas. I put pause on the back though, because he's yeah. New <laughs> Since you, since you since you originated that, since you pioneered that word, what what would an <laughs> example of a moist ass nigga be? Who would be a good example of a moist ass nigga right now? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many of them. Nah, it's just, <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's like a poster child for it, but well, no, there is. And don't get me wrong, I like some of his stuff. But when I see John Legend. Moist ass. That's a moist ass nigga. <laughs> you no, know, the sexiest man, no or whatever. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I, I, right. I would say, I would say Drake goes in that moist category. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna no, see, now we got that. Now we got to find what moist is because now I'm confused. Like I, I was expecting one of these young boy singers for you to pull up one of these young boys <laughs> singers. So. John Legend, what, what, what's the definition of a moist ass nigga? Like, is it a, a, a sucker nigga? Like, what's a what's a moist ass nigga? I mean, I'm I was honestly originally I was just saying it based off of the, the basically the verses that I didn't watch. Right, everybody said okay, cats couldn't sing, right? You know, singing softly and stuff like that. Not to say that everybody's like that, but that that's not my preferred style of singing you know when right it comes to I, I got you singers nah, i know what I'm, I'm more of a temptation sounding brothers <laughs> to them uh, right Shit, you look at them you like yeah i don't want them niggas to jump me because they look dangerous <laughs> <laughs> all right all right no doubt no doubt no doubt Who, what you got for your hip-hop joint on the uh hip-hop side i got x clan out of 1992, mm. Exodus. Um, mm. I think everybody always refers to the debut album. Right. The mm. album is fire. It's it's almost no skips on this album. And I think I, I just don't. So occasionally I'll see, like, shout out to Nick. Um, I'll see, like, him post the anniversary or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, in, in 92, when I heard this album, and ironically, uh, I bought it around a time my cousin passed so i was listening to it all the time and it kind of brings that memory back but it was sort of a comfort zone at the same time you know what i'm saying the music right and at the same time i'm still a hip-hop head right that didn't stop and i was like damn this this album is dope i just don't ever hear anybody talk about it from the beats to the concepts, to the lyrics, Brother Jay is killing it on this record. Brother Jay got one of the dopest voices in hip hop. For real. Right. Um, but yeah, very dope album. 
songs like F- <laughs> Fuck the Police, basically. Uh, it was dope. Uh, Adam was another one that was really dope. Uh, cosmic Art. A lot of it is just the sound of, of this album. You know, combined with the lyrics and the concepts. But the sound of this album is just so underappreciated in hip hop for that time that I think, you know, people either didn't. And what year, what year was this? This was 92. 92. 92. Yeah. All right. It's called Exodus. I'm just always trying to think, like, what was the climate of hip hop at that time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in 92, that, that's Black Moon. So I think we kind of, I think Brand maybe we would, we, yeah, we're, we're, we're possibly starting to get away from the, you know, the pro-black part of hip hop and get more into the Heineken and Blunt era of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So maybe I'm just always trying to think why, why things didn't blow up. So, well, this know, was before the, the Black Moon Bootcamp era. Bro. Oh, you said 90. I'm bugging. I, I thought you said, I'm no, thinking 19, 1992 is when this came out. Yeah. So I think in the stage dropped in 93. I just remember 92 was who got the props. I remember coming to Morgan and me having my backpack on and thinking I was right, Buckshot right. Shorty. So it was probably okay. just the single that dropped at the time. But right, okay. right. All right. No doubt, no doubt. Bro, what you got for your next joint, bro? Um, I got, uh, for my hip hop, John, I got uh, MC8, Compton Most Wanted, uh, We Come Strapped. Um, when when West Coast albums get mentioned, like this one don't get mentioned enough. Like it's literally maybe one skip on this drum. Maybe like it's fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, got all for the money, Compton Psycho, all that. Yo, eight was in his bag, and this this is right around. I mean, this is not too long after Straight Up Menace, um, but. The Compton's most wanted um MCA We Come Strap album is crazy. One of the oh. best, one of my favorite West Coast albums, you know what I'm saying? And it's coming from somebody from Philly, you know what I mean? But it's fire. And um it don't really get talked about enough in my opinion. And uh my R and B John is the Soul for Real uh album. Um people think about Candy Rain and the other single but that album is solid like production wise song wise that album is solid all the way through even like the slow jams on that joint is is solid it's like a well put together well produced album that you know what i'm saying people just people only think about candy rain when they think about soul for real to be honest but mm-hmm. listen to that album it's a solid solid well produced well sung r&b album so that's my that's my r&b joint you know the funny thing is, bro, I've never even heard that album. Really? I never even heard it. I mean, I think So For Real is like 93, 94. I'm in Warner. I'm 95. I'm Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Group Home. You know what I mean? Candy Rain is a cool song, but I can always look at them as like kids. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So, but did have produced the whole album? Do we know? You know me, I'm always in my, my producer bag. Damn near yeah. most of it, yeah. Like 90% okay. of it, yeah. yeah. All right, I got to check that joint out then. I got to check that joint out. Um, Jim, what you got up for yours? Um, oh, well, mine gonna be all R&B tonight. Um, my first one is Horace Brown, his debut. Mm. Mm. Um, God, I forgot about Horace Brown, man. Yeah, like, 
I think a lot of people only know like you know what I'm saying uh, things we do for love and uh -huh. one for the money those are the ones that everybody know but i'm like yo he got this dope duet that he got on there with faith uh how can we stop and it kind of sounds like the uh the soon as i get home remix with aaron hall and faith but i think they kind of switched it up stevie j kind of switched up the production a little bit but it kind of gives you that um what label was he on huh what label was he on you remember Motown, and that's when uh, that's when Andre, Andre first moved over there. So he was kind of the first artist out on when Andre went over there, and it was like, you know, he didn't get the push. And I mean, he had uh, "Taste Your Taste Your Love" came out in '94 when he was on Uptown, but it got banned in a lot of places because he was talking about oral sex. So. It, it didn't get the promotion that he did so then he went into a lot of background like Christopher Williams and he did all that and I think I'm sorry that song got banned for it literally about got Wilson. banned yeah it got banned they, a lot of stations wouldn't play it that's true wow. so a that's lot of wow. people didn't know a lot of people didn't know about it so so I mean he didn't do no he didn't do no slick SWV downtown he just was talking about now when you hear taste for love it, it now if you listen to it now you be like for real like this you know what i'm saying but back then you know how they were about radio yeah. you know what i'm saying so it was like nah this ain't rocking so once the promotion didn't do well and all that kind of stuff they they dropped they didn't drop them they just shelved them so andre was like i'm gonna take you with me over to motown and that didn't work you know what i'm saying but i think they took that and gave it to case if you ask me, Def Jam saw what they did with him and gave it to Case. Because Case and Hart Brown got the same damn near vocal tones anyway. And they knew what to do with Case. They gave him Touch Me, Tease Me, and it blew up. You see what I'm saying? And what you call it didn't have that that thing to push him. And, and he kind of just went to the side. But I think his album is dope. A lot of people don't talk about it, but I would recommend everybody go listen to it. Alright, no doubt, no doubt. Amir, what's going on, good brother? What's the album you got on tap for us? <clears throat> um, B or, or rap first. Well, we, okay. Nah, I think um and I had to dig back because some of this some of it was like I don't I'm not qualified to speak on the whole joints, but when I think back, bro, the albums that I heard people playing around me and I didn't was it was one nigga that nigga half a mil had New York on tilt for a minute. Like he was, yeah, half a mil. His joints was tough, bro. The hood, every projects, every hood in New York around 2003, two like late '99, like around early 2000. Half he had this, you know. And then you see the firm embrace him, like before he even had like a real situation. So that was ill to see that. Um, and as far as the R&B album, bro. Groove Theory um, had a mean album, like, yes, and they, from, you know, yeah. and Bright, they from Mount Vernon too. So, well, at least, you know, you know, homie is so. Uh, Groove Theory's album, as far as R&B, was one of the first R&B albums I heard my sister playing, and I was kind of like, once again, stealing her shit, you know. But the but the bop on it was mean, and I thought Shorty was bad, so, you know, that further. And I don't even know the bright, bright. He didn't even make beat. What did, he didn't even sing though, right? No, he was a producer. Nope. And he was kind of like a face call for the chicks. 
So, <laughs> um, but Shorty Amel was a Amel. Amel Amel, Amel, Amel Rule, yeah. Like when I first seen that, it was kind of like, oh, oh, and then the way she, you know, to me that was some fly. She wasn't an Ellis vocalist, but that was the first version of some fly like R&B that I, I vibe with. That still had like a hip hop bop to it, but it wasn't overly produced. It was produced properly for her voice. Yeah, right. those my two. All right. Hey, what you got for yours? Uh, I'm going to start off with a heavy D joint, and that's a Peaceful Journey. Um, I don't see this album getting talked about. Um, you, usually, you know, I think Blue Funk is, has been getting its flowers and, you know, like the earlier albums like Big Time and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, if, if you look at Peaceful Journey, like this, this joint is full of hits. And I mean... You had uh, some some early Pete Rock production on that as well. Um, and then you had like the mix of the uh, New Jack Swing joints with uh, the, the Pete Rock joints. And, um, you know, it, it all fit well together. You know what I mean? Like he had joints like Now That We Found Love and and then he had Don't Curse on there. And he had Peaceful Journey, the title track. Um, uh, was it is it good for you and then uh, the lovers got what you need right so it was a, it, it was a really dope mix and uh, album just flow well I, I feel like it's one of his best albums personally alright no. you got any R&B or are you hip hop nah I, I'm only doing hip hop today alright no doubt uh, the next joint I got up I'm gonna go with No Pressure by Eric Sermon Eric Sermon's first uh, his solo album, his first solo album. Um, this came out, I want to say, 92, 93. It had hidden switches, Stay Real. Uh, one of my favorite joints on there was Hostile with Keith Murray. That's the first time we heard Keith Murray. Yeah, like, yo, Keith Murray, coming from the North. Oh, my. Yo, and then at the end, yo, Cerebellum, you got a crew, you better tell them. Like, yo, like, I was like, yo, this dude. Is nasty and the video had the switchblade under its tongue and all that shit. I was like, yo, this shit is dope. And he had a joint called A Little Crazy. Another group a lot of people don't remember from the uh, 90s was this group called Shades of Lingo. They was on Eric's out, they was on Eric's label. Um, so that's the album that introduced us, Keith Murray and um Shades of Lingo on the RB side. I'm gonna go with this boy, Alfonso Hunter, Black and the Bear. Had produced and snatched up this R&B boy. Yeah, uh, he had to join the video. I mean, the main symbol was weekend thing. You know what I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> but the album Black and the Bear, yo, he got this joint on here called "Would You Be Mine." That's crazy. He's got this joint called "Quiet Time" where he's singing over Nas's "One Love." Yeah, you know what I mean, just yeah. not just the sample, just the sample of the Heath Brothers, not the drums and all of that, but just sample, which is crazy. But um, yeah, a very very dope R and B album. That I don't I don't know what it was, Jr. Maybe you you got some hindsight into where how some of these R and B, especially seem to be a lot of male singers. Like you just brought up Horace Brown, Vegas brought up Chico DeBarge. I'm bringing up Alfonso Hunter. Where these black R and B singers, like in that '96 to 2000 period, I don't know if R and B was going through something, but these are some great albums that we're talking about that just never saw the light of day. You know what's the name? Uh, who, what was the Angelo's guy? Uh, what's his Keto Massenburg? Yes, he was. He killed it once he got D'Angelo out. 
he was the focus so it was like he was pushing d'angelo like crazy because y'all know in 95 d'angelo album didn't really it was a sleeper it didn't really hit until like 96 and once that happened everybody wanted their own d'angelo but he was getting all that promo money so he was throwing it at maxwell throwing it at erica it was like they were in all of that and everybody else was kind of falling by the wayside you had sam slaughter you had you know a found so you had all these good albums but they were getting no attention because everybody was focusing on d'angelo and focusing on you know that and then the groups started to break up then so it was just it was it was a transition in r&b by that time so it was, it was a lot of people falling by the wayside for real all right no doubt no doubt jp what you got for your next joints um all right i'm gonna go with uh one of my favorite groups of all time and i'm gonna say beats rhymes and life man i really rock with that album personally okay you know what i'm saying um you know but coming off of two humongous <laughs> i get i understand but imagine if that came before it would it really be that bad but i just you know i understand um i know it wasn't it wasn't well received but when i go back and listen to it there's some joints on there that like you know the drums is all oh, there's some bangers on there there's some yes. bangers on there you know i mean the stressed out joint with faith evans and the, i mean the first single with um tammy lucas the once again, once again, it was run, once once again, again. when he was running through the cleaners and all that, but um, get a hole. That's my It's a lot of just joints like that crew and you know, uh, like the jam, the jam is crazy. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, Word go back and listen to it, listen Word to it again. Like, this ain't too bad, but compared to, like I said, the back to back monsters. It didn't really have a chance, you know. You, you expected them to continue that, but it didn't happen. But it was still a good album, I think. Um, no, nah, I think it was a very, very good album. Very good album. I think it just felt for me. It felt like, like listening back to it now, it's like it felt like I told somebody's like watching their parents get divorced. Like it just the magic to me wasn't there no. More. Like you know, fight moved to Atlanta. Here comes Consequence. I just remember getting out and being like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga? Rhyming on every, why, why is Consequence? <laughs> so it almost felt like Fife moved to Atlanta and Tip was like, you know what, fuck you nigga. I'm gonna get my young cousin. Like how Fife was like, yo, I wasn't even on, he's not even on the official stressed out. You know what I mean? And it was like, yo, how am I not on the single? And then they had to do the remix. So it, and then bringing in Della. So I think it's a very good album. I just think it was just so many moving pieces in it. Yeah. That it just That's didn't why click. I it didn't yeah, that just as, as cohesive as the the previous joint. So I, I get that. Right. You're right. There, there's at least seven songs on there that I absolutely love. You know what I mean? Like love. Yeah. Right, you know what right. I mean? Um, but I don't think you, know, you, like, you don't hear that. You know, you don't hear them. Hear people talk about that album. Right. Like you know, right. Midnight and, and and um, you go in. So it's like, so for R and B, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Chris Jones. Mm. Um, uh, the ghettos. Yeah. Yeah, man, that album right there. I think I don't know if being on Rockefeller was a, the best thing for them. No, it wasn't. You know, you know what I'm saying? But as a, as a album, it was a really good album. Like yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. Like these brothers can sing. The music it wasn't it was it wasn't even typical. Like it had a more of an older feel. Like you could tell it was influenced from the '60s, like Marvin Gaye and all that stuff. So it. It had a different feel than we were used to for that time because that was what 97 97 yeah so mm -hmm. it, 
and I, I love the, like the, these two dudes was dressed up and you know they in in the video they portrayed how how the music sound like they gave you the vibe that you expect to see with that but it just didn't take off but i thought but they got some good joints bring back your love is one of my favorite joints on there like they got some really good joints on that album but it's not talked about like you know it has a, like maybe a little slight cult about like people love this album but this is not talking about like on the like, army album now tell me this you said because they were on rock how you think that hurt them no i was asking i wasn't the best thing like because i'm thinking for r&b especially at that time this rock the rock was all hip-hop label and i mean they were popular so that that made people look at them just because of that oh this r&b group down let me take a look but were they i mean how many people who push r&b were on that label knew how to do you know service them well maybe not didn't know how to service the r&b lane right especially since they didn't sound like the blend of hip-hop and r&b you know, it's not like, like they that would have made more sense for Rockefeller, you know what I mean? And but then I mean, was really more old school R and B sounding cat. And so then I mean, like a, Rockefeller you know, wasn't that huge yet either. So this is like '97. So I mean, Jay's still right. getting his foot in too, as far as that. So they not getting that money for that R and B world. They worrying about Jay. Cause remember, Rail was even on there with them. I was gonna right. say Rail was the oh. and then nothing happened with him. You know what I'm saying? Because they wasn't getting no that money to push them. So it was just like you saw their videos on like Video Soul, and then that was it. Like. There was right. no performances, there was no nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like they went by the wayside because all the focus was on Jay. Like, yeah. so I, I think I, it's bad. And it, it could have just been like Jay said, it's a hip hop label. You know what I mean? If me and Vegas have a hip hop label, we decide to sign Yens, who's a country artist. Like, all we know how to do is market uh-huh. him the same way that we market hip hop, but that's totally different. You know, the country people may not want no logo, no fucking Haley Hansen jacket, so you know, no stickers, you know, they could have been sending, you know, WDAS, all this hip-hop shit, like, yo, come, you know, they're like, they, yeah. we don't put that, so, and then I think your point too, JR, too, just that, Rock was just starting to pop, because 97 is only in my lifetime, Jay's second, yeah. right. you know what I mean, so it's still not like we talking about Rockefeller, like, after the Hard Knock Life album, right, right, right. right, you know what I mean, so, it could have been a mixture of both, but yeah, them and Rel were both dope. And I thought, like, yo, this is a perfect combination. You got Jay, you got Bleak, you got them, you got Rel. Like, it's a nice little foundation to a label, and right. it just didn't pop that way. It didn't pop that way. Vague, what you got up next for yours? Uh, who I got for for R and B? Well, most of mine's are like an album in a, a group or artist's catalog in, in some cases that uh, people mostly won't talk about. So uh, for R&B, I have uh, 112 second album from 1998, mm-hmm. Room 112. I think a lot of people forget about that album because yeah. all the focus is on the first album, Cupid and all that. Um, what was the single off the second album? Love Me. What was with it? him with Mace. Yeah. Love. love you like I did. No. Yes. Wait, what was the joint with any place? That's this. That's yeah. this album. Okay. Anywhere. Uh, yeah, anywhere. anywhere. 
Yeah, well, love you like I did. Love me with Mace. Right. Uh, yeah, those were the singles. Hmm. And it was a couple of joints over there. I remember feeling, you know, I I like those records, um, but this is this is what ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So this is after Biggie dies, and the label just has a whole nother vibe because that happened. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, the, the bad boy engine started to slow down a little bit anyway. But when I bought the album, I was like, damn, this album's really good. Like, a lot of people sleeping on it. But I think it was just a sign of the times. And in 98, Rockefeller was starting to take over. So a lot of the, the spotlight was off of Bad Boy or starting to get off of Bad Boy at this time. But this is a really good album for um, 112. Uh, on the hip hop side, I have uh, an album that I see more people talk about it now. But even when they talk about it, they just they bring it up in conversations like this. The Smooth the Hustler out of 1996, uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Mm. It was dope back then, but when you go back now, you you you're kind of your mind is blown because you're like, damn, why? Are more people talking about this like it's so many so many dope joints on there um obviously the the one that gets the most attention is broken language uh because it's just i don't think we've seen anything like that since as far as you know just spitting like that um and the back and forth with him and trigger Then maybe they should have just went the group route and continued. Damn right. Couple of joints off ahead, man. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of listen to it more now than I did back then because I think back then, it, uh, what would I say? This is '96. Talk about '96. Yeah, it's just too uh, much. It came out in '96, right? So right. it was so much that came out in '96. For us back then, we had to sit with an album, right? So there was just certain shit we wasn't going to sit with because you got <laughs> Tupac albums, Red Man, you got all these, the Fugees, you got all this music coming through. So certain things got missed. And I think a lot of people who uh, slept on this joint. So yeah. that was mine. 96 to me is like a buffet, like going to a buffet. Like you can't try everything. You know what I mean? It's almost like, yo, nigga, you ain't eat the ribs. Like, nah, nigga, I eat the, you know, I'm, I'm already full. Like, I eat the shit. Like, you got to come back and that, when you had that much great hip hop like that. Um, right. Yeah, because smooth. And I mean, like you said, broken language, bro. Like, that was crazy to the point when I heard he- Heather, what's her name, JR? Heather Headley? Heather Headley. With her yeah. first single, He Is. And yeah. I heard it, and I'm like, yo, she been smooth a hustler style. She like, he the love protector. And I was like, yo, sure he been smooth Like, yo, that's the whole smooth the hustler style right there. Like, yeah, I've never heard nothing like broken language. I remember being at EAA, and the A side was called Hustle. That was supposed to be the single that they wanted the radio to push, but nobody played that shit. Everybody was just playing the B side, which was broken language. Which was solely against the grain of what the labels wanted us to play. It was like, nah, 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 you gotta get hustling. We need that chart. Like, nah, that shit whack. This shit crazy, you know. And then that became the, the, the video and everything like that. So crazy. Yes, what you got up next for yours, good brother? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Spice One's album 187. He wrote. Uh, mm, mm. 
Any, anybody's a Spice One fan, you know this is one of the one of the great albums he put out. Uh, He's from the Bay, tracks. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Standout tracks is the title track, 1870 Rope for me. And there's another one called Running Out of the Crack House. That shit is dope as hell too. This nigga has a song called Running Out of the Crack House. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is he running out of the crack like house it. in the song? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a, it's a story. So you know, right. you gotta, I'm not listening to this. I gotta hear this one. Yeah, you know, it's it's dope. It's it's something I think uh, you'll like. Uh, All right. But um, yeah, I, I just got that one for hip hop. I'm I'm uh, tapped out R and B wise. So that was my Spice One One Eighty Seventy Rope. All right, no doubt. Right, what you got for next, little brother? Yeah, I'm going straight hip hop. I got uh, Mike Geronimo, the natural. Mm. Um, fire, you know, Master I see shit is real, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that that album was fire, man. Like, and um, I actually listened to it not too long ago, and just kind of jogged my memory of like how dope it was. But that, you know, that came out in in '95, and um, it, it's crazy with these '90s albums and groups because there's so many dope people. <laughs> got overlooked you know what i'm saying because like, i got a long list of oh me too bro I, I got a whole my honorable mention list is like long for hip-hop because it was yeah. so much and it, it was just a lot and like you know um mike Geronimo, he had a lot of promise with this album you know what i'm saying like and then he went in another direction on the second one but this one was this one was was fire you know what i'm saying um all the way through for me, um, I can listen to it. Um, and like, like Master I See, yeah, Master I See was like it was one of my favorite songs. Yeah, like, crazy. That song is just is crazy, and it, you know he it's one of them songs like he flowed perfect on that on that beat. The vibe of that song is crazy, so I'm gonna go with that. Uh, Mike. Yeah, bro, this shit was crazy, bro. I mean, the Buckwild Master, I mean, uh, Master I see you had the shit is real, the Herb Gotti joint that was crazy. Yeah. You got Life Check, the Beat Miners was on here, wherever you are. Mark Spark did a lot of production on this shit. Um, JP, how'd you feel about this joint? This shit is Queens. Whenever I think of Queens, oh, yeah. I think of you. So, I mean, I, I loved it. I, you know, when when he first came out with, with uh, shit is real with the. Um, the, the Williams, Williams, sample. Williams sample, man. I thought it was crazy. He was just rhyming in the in his bedroom, like it was written, it, like yo, like I know these type niggas, like these niggas is from. I know right. these niggas, like you know, they they all like recognizable to me. It felt like home, you know what I'm saying? So, and then when he came, Master I see was just crazy. I mean, fuck wild. That that beat's crazy. One of my favorite. And the crazy thing about it, bro, is that it's such a slow tempo. Oh, yo, like I was just about it's, to, it was like, it's what nothing is it? that's gonna bang in the, Yeah, it's not nothing that's gonna bang in the club. It's nothing no. nobody's dancing to. It's a slow, simple joint with xylophones. But it was just that I'm so high. You yeah. like that? That yeah. always bugged me when slow songs blow up like that because, like, <laughs> usually, like, you want something to bang to or something that you right. like bring the pain, something up tempo. But man, Master I see which is crazy. Yeah, when you, when you think about it. It kind of mirrored his flow, cause even on shit is real. I think I, yeah, I like the way he would, would <clears throat> draw out his words every right, time. Right. Like he would really express himself by drawing out his words 
and you know, kind of articulated, but like you said, what Master I see and that beat matched with him so perfectly. Um, I think what kind of messed him up a little bit, even with the first album, because when he dropped shit as well, the buzz was crazy. <laughs> I made that single. I still have it, the cassette. Um, and at that time, Queens was on fire. Like, right. that was like, to right. me, that was like around the time, like the 2000 when Philly was on fire. You had Beans, Freeway, right. Cassidy. Like, Queens was on fire in 95, 94, 95, 96. Like, it was almost like it's late. We not sound a Queens nigga, like right now. Like, you know, <laughs> you gotta get a Queens nigga. Like, but yeah. And the funny part is, vague, like you said, I don't know if Buckwild gives that beat to somebody else if it does the same, has that same impact. Because, yeah. like you said, it just matched his style so perfectly. Because yeah. I really honestly think if somebody would have played me that beat in 95, I probably would have been like, yo, that's dope. Like, that's cool. Like, I probably wouldn't have yeah. been like, oh shit, but you mixed that beat in with, with, with Mike had, it was just like, then it became that oh shit moment. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, this, this shit is crazy. This shit is crazy. That shit tonight. Maybe we're listening. Yeah, right. Yeah, that shit crazy. Oh, man, what you got on that? Appreciate that, Ralph. With the alley hoop for you. Got you, bro. Oh, man, what you got on next, good brother? I got um. I had a little, I wrote down. No, it's funny. And I was like, that dude A plus. We talk about albums. I think A plus for the shorties. Around that time, A plus had an album called Him Said Hi. I thought he was nice. I remember that, mm-hmm. I remember. I remember. I was. I was on. I was a fan. Like you know, um, I thought he was fire. Yo, his first and, album, uh, he had Prodigy on there. He had A. His, his first, first, the Last Key Child. He had Prodigy, A Z. Uh-huh. He had some. He had some, some yeah. good features on that joint. Yeah. For, for kid, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. and you know I'm gonna stick around like what's that the kid name from Philly Jamal Jamal Ooh. Mm. yeah man now you talking now you talking yeah yeah he had a joint man, that I listen. thought niggas overlooked and I remember I, and I just remember these type of guys because I'm kind of like looking at them like oh shit like you know I was baffled by him right so um those groups to me were definitely overlooked. I mean, but they was in a grown man sport. So I don't know if they really got the respect, but if you listen to what they were saying, bro, like the niggas is going crazy on that shit. Jamal definitely that um that keep it real remix, whatever the fuck that shit was fire. Yeah, the album that, fight, that, that that Pete Rock fades all remix. Fades that all was yeah, shit. That fades yeah, right? all was crazy, man. It's funny um, because I'm looking at this from what JP was just asking about. Christian and Bad Boy, I forgot that Jamal was on Rowdy, which is an R&B label. That was Dallas's label. You know what I mean? So it's funny that JP brought that up with The Rock, because now I'm like, I'm like wondering why didn't that break up? And I'm like, right, this nigga was on Rowdy. It's an R&B label. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering if some of these things just have to be I mean, I don't know. You were hip-hop artist and you signed to a country label. Can you expect to blow up? Or vice versa? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Jamal, I mean, Illegal was, I mean, out of all the little kids groups, Illegals to me were the only legit group that was out there. Malik sounded crazy. When I heard We Gets Busy, with that Eric Sermon, and they was dissing everybody, and then you hear Malik on on, on Snoop, on Doggy Style, and then you hear Jamal with the Death Squad. It was like, yo, 
how can these two not blow up? Like, yo, you had Pete Rock remix in fucking 96. Like, right. yo, it's supposed to be a guaranteed gold record right there. Nothing else, you know? But um, yeah, yeah, because this was a this was a tight album, man. This was a dope album. Yeah, Eric Sermon, Easy Moby, Rockwaller producing it, Mike Dean. Um yeah, Eric on it, Keith Murray, Redman. Wow, yeah. This is it's a dope, that's a dope puller, man. I forgot about Jamal for a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pull. That's a good pull. Eddie, what you got up for your joints? Yo, I got the Bush Babies. Uh, they had this joint, uh, Gravity. Uh, Gravity. I think that album mm-hmm. came out in '96. So, um, so for those unfamiliar, so uh, um, Reflection Eternal had a joint, uh, Fortified Live, and uh, Mr. Man from the Bush Babies was featured on that joint with the uh, most quality. And uh, most was featured on three joints on this album. A uh, really dope. Um, the love song. West joint, the love song. He had three MCs featuring Q-Tip. Um, title track was dope. I mean, they had a nice vibe, West Indies, you know, dude. So you know, I mean, you you, you had that vibe to it. So you know, very very different. Um, I don't know. I'll hear nobody talk about it. Um, but it was a nice, like, we, we talk about 96, having, you know, being like a gumbo, like a little bit of everything, right? So this was kind of part of that, right? It was a whole different lane that they filled with, with their style and their sound. So I thought it was really dope. All right, no doubt, no doubt. That was on my list, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that album's fire. On the, yeah, that album's fire. Um, yeah, that's when I first heard Most Def was on the on the mm-hmm. love song on that joint. Yeah. Word. Um, so next joint I got up. Nobody talks about this record. It's funny. A lot of people say this album was a disappointment, but I love. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. Hey, I didn't do. I didn't go. Or you had something to say? You skipped Jr. Jr. Literally, bro. I was trying to go in a different order because we packed, so I didn't want to make everybody keep waiting for the end. I apologize. I won't do that shit again. Fucking everybody just gonna have to wait. Yeah, I apologize, bro. <laughs> no, I'm I was just trying to mix it up so people ain't have to wait I all the way to I the end. It. So my bad, my bad. I get it. It's all good. But um, honestly, I I think a lot of people do talk about it, but I just don't like how they do it. Uh, the Bobby album to me, mm-hmm. I feel like it gets mm-hmm. that's the second into, one. Yeah, no, the third. It gets pushed right. into the Whitney years, and I don't think it's fair to me. And I feel like everybody, I mean, don't be cruel. I can't, you can't say how months that that was. Like, it was what it was. But the Bobby album is a great album to me. And a lot of people don't even talk about it like that. They just. What's the, what's the singles? I, I, I got it. Around, get Away, oh, okay. Good Enough. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. But that's how we right. love is. And then something in common. But I just. I'm like, y'all, this is a good album. I think, like, Bobby was able to really be artistic and really have, you know, more. He wrote more on it. He sounded better, you know, all that. And they just kind of just put it under the Whitney. And you see all his biographies. You see all of this. It's like, after Don't Be Cruel, it's done. It's like they forget about it. And then they go back when he went back with New Edition. And then that's it. It's like that, that album there, they don't really talk about so. let me ask you this jr mm-hmm. do you think 
because Nay was asking me about Bobby Brown. We we watched something. She was asking me about Bob, and I was saying how don't you know? Don't be cruel to '88. I'm a freshman in high school. Mm. At that time, there really was no bad boy hip hop. I mean, okay. I'm sorry, bad boy R&B. There wasn't really any bad boy R&B. You know, everybody yeah. was clean cut. Everybody was everything. Even Bob's first song, "Girlfriend," that was, you know, very in the new edition ish. Yeah, very new edition. Now you got Bob talking about don't be cruel. My prerogative is my money. I'm gonna spend it right. Said this nigga bringing girls up on stage, mm-hmm. humping them. You know, like he was like how NWA would be like, yo, if you do fuck the police, you getting arrested. Like Bob right. was like that. Like if you bring this girl on stage and you pump her, nigga, you getting arrested. Like he was that bad boy of R and B. But by the time the second and third album came out, now we got Jodeci. Now we got you know BBD was was becoming more hip hop. Do you think that? affected Bob and just the way that people viewed him that he no longer was the only bad boy of R&B now I I think oh, I can agree to that too but I also think because Bobby was supposed to come out in 91 okay and the label pushed it back again and I think that was another problem too because after 91 comes out it's like like you said you got Jodeci coming in you got boys and men coming in you got all these new people coming in and then Michael drops Dangerous. It ruins, like, because, I mean, Bobby was running the new Jack Swing style. He was the king of it. So now you got literally the king coming with a new Jack Swing album, and you coming right after him. So it's like following, you know what I'm saying? Before it was like Bobby and them trying to follow you, and now you're following them. And it was just like right then and there, it kind of, then he got he got with Whitney. And after she came out with the bodyguard, nobody cared about Bobby anymore. It was like, we cared about your relationship and we don't care about the music no more. Do you and think Get With Whitney hurt him? Hurt his image? You think like Get With Whitney? Because the reason I say like, get Bob Get With Whitney for me at least was like Jay-Z getting with Celine Dion. It'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, nigga, how the fuck you get with, like... Nobody would have ever thought in a million fucking years if I would have came back from the future and told you that don't be cool is going to get married to fucking, you know, saving all my love for you. People would have been like, nigga, you crazy. So do you think that hurt his image a little bit? Yeah, Teddy told him. He was like, don't marry her, yo. Like he told him, do not marry her. It's going to mess up what everybody love about you. And it's going to be about you and her. And it ended up being about them too. It was like every interview Bobby did during that era. How were you and Whitney? Y'all this, y'all that. It was no longer about the music anymore. It was about his relationship. And I said, y'all should have capitalized on that and just brought out something in common rather than do all that other stuff. I'm saying shit. If everybody gonna talk about it, throw that out. But they threw the single out there with L.A. Reid with that whack ass. Really? Yeah, because I was gonna say hopping around was not good. I mean, like it just hopping <laughs> around was not a good song. Like nobody right, was like right. banging hopping around in the hood. Yeah, I think they put all the money behind it and all that kind of stuff. So you know, payola went into it. That's just, it was right. what it was. But I think they should have capitalized on that. He just got married. Go with it. But. They didn't, and they decided to do a remix that took the soul out the record. L.A. Reid shouldn't fucking produce anyway, but that's another story. That's how you really feel, Joe. You got Jay. <laughs> yeah, I don't Jay, what were you about to say? Jay, <laughs> you about to say something? Yeah, I had that on my list also um, for the same reasons that um, Jr. mentioned. I think for for Bobby, 
it's he has such a strong image as a soloist um that again like he was the bad boy r&b back then you couldn't really be married or get married and people know because then they stopped buying your records somehow you know what i'm saying now you can do that shit. you can get married got baby do all this shit, and you won't lose your fan base <laughs> uh because people you know uh some people listen to music they think the motherfucker talking to them you know what i'm saying and, right and especially in r&b somebody else <laughs> Especially in R&B, because I mean, let's keep right. it a buck. Luther was gay, but nobody was ever going to come out and say right. Luther Vandross is gay because, nigga, we know a hundred percent of your fans are women, so right. we, we can't say that. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true, but I mean, we just can't say that because then, right, right. just at that time, now you can come out and, like they say, right. now you can come out and say, "Hey, I'm exactly. gay." You know what I mean? And it's no big deal. You can do that right. shit in 1984, right? Right. right. It's still so Mm -hmm. All right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I love these combos, man, because I always want to figure out why shit didn't blow up when it should have blew up. You know what I mean? Next show that I got up is Grand Pooba's Dolo album, Real to Real. I know a lot of people who felt like this was a disappointment. I've sat with people who was like, yo, that album's whack. Yo, I was not disappointed by this album in the least. I mean, when What Goes Around came out, I was Ooh. loving that. Thing and Baggy, he'll figure on the tap. I mean, that just this wasn't to me pooping his bag. I mean, the, the joint check it out with Mary J. Blige was it? What's the four one one? No, but I liked it over check over impeach the president. Big kids don't play real. To, I mean, I yeah. I like this album and, and just for some reason, like I said, I've been with him to a like now, bro. That album was whack. That was disappointing. I'm like, wow, never never felt that way about that joint to me. And then on the R and B tip, bro, I don't know how I came across this joint. The Vinyl Room by Sleepy Brown. This mm. was an independent album he put out in 97, like sold out the truck of his car. I swear to you, if you love R&B, you will love this album. This is one of the few things, only two things in life have I ever given a money back guarantee. Paper Soldiers by Kevin Hart. I was like, if you go to fucking Best Buy, Circus City, and you buy Paper Soldiers, <laughs> that shit don't make you laugh. I will pay you back whatever the that, fuck you paid for. That <laughs> shit is funny as hell. Well, we're not, so, paper Soldiers, this is the yeah, Kevin Hart I love. I don't like this Kevin Hart always getting beat up, squealing like a little baby running all the time. This is Kevin Hart straight out of Philly. It's the Dame Dash Rockefeller movie. Beans is in it. Or if you don't like Paper Soldiers, I give you my. I told niggas that if you buy this off Amazon, I don't even think you would get it on Amazon anymore. If you bought this off Amazon and you did not like it, I would PayPal you the money back. That's how much I. This album is. There's not one skip on it. Somebody put me on to that like five years ago. That um, especially, especially it might have been you. Yeah, it, it probably was. Especially if you like Sleepy Brown, this is a five bike album. There's yeah. no way you can not yeah. like this album. To me, period. But especially if you fuck with Sleepy Brown, this is a five bike album. So it's called Sleepy's Theme. Um, so if you're looking for it's called the vinyl room, it's gonna say by Sleepy's Theme. I don't know why he was going by Sleepy's Theme and not Sleepy yeah. Brown, but very very dope album uh let me not mix shit up no more because i don't want to forget nobody so i'm gonna start at the bottom because i don't want eddie and amir to be waiting all night eddie what you got up next for yours um i'm a i'm a do yo uh boogie monsters riders of the storm album yo like that album never gets mentioned man and and, and it was dope i mean you had joints like 
the honey dips in Gotham, uh, Bronx Bombers, all that. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, maybe like they just kind of didn't stand out in, in, enough or, or whatnot, man. But as a standalone album, it was dope. Like, played all the way through. You know what I mean? There wasn't really nothing whack on it. You know, maybe may, maybe not crazy amount of standouts, right? Um, in in the era where you know, like. You, you had to drop it, but very dope album. De- definitely slept on. What year was that? Again? Uh, what was it? 94? 93, 94. 94. 93, 94. So that's a tough year. Really tough yeah, year. Yeah, that's that Wu-Tang Tribe, Return of the Boom Back year right there. Yep. You know what I mean? I think that's one thing that I would like to talk about, too, is just like how back in those days, how hard shit was to get out your rotation. Like you just mm-hmm. couldn't stop playing no man. Like you just couldn't stop. You know what I mean? You couldn't stop playing into, you know, the 36, you know, for a new group that nobody had ever heard of either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's also like the mentality of how, like I know for me watching TV because of Netflix and giving you the whole season at once, I don't have the patience to wait a week to see a new episode you know to the point now that even when it's a weekly episode i'll just let all them shits run so i can just binge them like that because now it's like my mind is trained to binge things it's not you know back in the day you had to wait every week for the new episode of the wire to come out now it's kind of just like i feel like my train and i feel like somehow musically the same has been done to us like we're all from that era. We we didn't we I mean JP, how long did you fucking I don't know play fucking reasonable doubt? Like shit. Damn. You like I still play the shit. Like I never still play. I'm just like right, yeah, yeah, I sat that's the albums I like to sit with albums, so I mean it depends on all the and, uh, <laughs> and like you said, I th- I I think you said it earlier, Kill, like there was an album that you, you mentioned that you're like, well, Maybe you didn't play it as much when it came out, but you're playing it a lot more recent or yeah. later yeah. on. I feel like this was one of those albums, like you go back and revisit, you're like, damn, that was really dope. But it's like when you have so much dope music that comes out, like it's 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 hard, right? You kind of like latch on to the, the stuff that's going to stay in rotation, especially like you, you talk about the Walkman era, right? throwing stuff in your walkman just ride with it right you may not take it out you know what i mean uh so stuff like that and that's a good point too eddie because i'm thinking back to when 91 i'm a junior in high school and i get brand newbies all for one i wasn't i was never that nigga to carry a whole bunch of tapes in my backpack so whatever was in my walkman just stayed in my walkman all day you know what i mean so Going to school, I'm listening to that. While I'm in school, I'm listening to that. Coming home, I'm listening to that. And if I really liked it that day, it may stay in my Walkman all day. So it's like, even the way we listen to music now, I don't know if we listen to a music on our way to work, while we're at work, coming home from work. Because now when we're at work, we listen to Spotify. We're listening to podcasts. We're listening to, you know, different things have our attention. Whereas 20, 25 years ago, all that had your attention was whatever album you had with you at that time. So we just have so much more stuff pulling us away from the music and pulling our attention. Because um, that's what I was going to say that too about the Walkman. Like it was just something about maybe other people did. I didn't have no whole net stack full of tapes. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like you got one and that's just what, that's what I'm listening to. Like, you know I, I mean, it was cheap either. Right. You know, that's another thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like I was just walking up the town records like Jay, like give me that whole wall in the size nine, like nine, nah, nigga. It was like, yo, give me that one pair of sneakers in the size nine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's totally different now. If you just go to iTunes and pay nine ninety nine a month and you just listen to it. Everything you want, so right. that's a great point too. Right. Jr. Shit, maybe at that time all I had was brand new bands, and that's all I had to listen to. You know what I mean? So you know you kind of I mean, stuck and, with it, right? Or 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 like if 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 you let your man dub the brand new and he might let you dub something else. You know, like that, right? Like swap. So right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's just when you get a whole bunch of money. A oh, man, what you got up next for one of your joints, good brother? Well. <clears throat> It's funny that you mentioned that man, but R and B. I'm gonna say Reese. Ah, Reese. Reese. Oh, Reese. Yeah. Ah, Reese. Um, man. Bro, and, uh, man. And for like another rap album, I'm gonna say OC. Which one, Joel's? Now, nah, well, I don't know the name. Oh, I, I, I think Joel's. I'm bugging. Thank you. I think it was a word, 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 life. word, life. Word, life. His debut album. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. mm. people always talk about Times Up, but they really don't talk about the whole album as a whole. Yeah. You know, mm. Born to Live was my shit. Like, I mean, the whole album, you know, Welcome to the Ozone. Like, you know, but you're right. People love Times Up, but then don't nobody talk about Really? Uh, the whole album as a whole. So ozone, uh, I ozone's that shit. Love that ozone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ozone. And that, album. Re- album. I love. Oh that album. God. That album. Uh, I can't even really describe what, what genre that is. Which that album you say? Reese. Reese. Oh, Reese. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know, man. I, it didn't yeah. fall in the neo soul category or nothing like, like you could put some in there, but then she had like put, a punk as rock as feels, rock, yeah, 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 yeah. And then all that, like, oh, that man. Oh. I remember, man, the day that dropped, it dropped the same day as Alicia Keys' debut album. And I remember copying them yeah. both because my OG Roots did two joints on Reese's album. So when he told me that, like, all right, I definitely got support, support this shorty. I ended up playing the Reese album more than I ended up playing the Alicia Keys album. You know Good. what I mean? You know what I mean? Cause uh, yeah, you know, and, and and out the crib. So that's definitely dope, Jr. I don't want to forget you. Hold on, Grab, you on with us? Yeah, yo, yo, what up, what up, y'all? What up, Grab? I'm in route to uh to to uh Philly with with my wife, but I'm here. Yo, big up, Yentz, big up, JP, long time, Sakwase. <laughs> what up? What up? Vegas, what it do, Vegas? Salute, Rel. Once again, Jr. Once again. Bro, Amir, love you, little bro, Amir, my brother, Amir. So what's good? What's good? Eddie, yes, LGM all day, Eddie, LGM all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> but my first, my first joint is um, De La Soul is dead. Mm-hmm. By, uh, De La Soul. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I mean, I'm not a social media guy like all day, every day with it, but I don't see a lot of talk about that on on social media or on Twitter. You know what I mean? I don't see a lot of people. That album. That's a I see, very I see, cohesive. I see three feet high and stakes is high. A lot, yeah. lot more. Even a grind day. I see the grind day. Talked about yeah, when Daylight's Dead. And Daylight's Dead is actually my favorite personal, my favorite Daylight album. Yes, uh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yes, very cohesive. Very well put together. You know what I mean? Um, was that? 
Drez's debut on that album as well? I think um, so. Baseball. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Then he's in the BK Lounge. Really pulled the pistol on Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they had themes on there. They had a lot going on on there. So yeah, that was my first pick. All right, well, give me like two more grabs since you just getting on. Give me like two more joints you got. Okay. Uh, my next one is the LP by Large Professor. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's not a uh, really talked about album. That, that album is very dope. And, um, you know, just a cool album to listen to. It's not like a snap and I'm like, it's going to, you know, clap and go, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like an album for the listener, an album for music appreciators. You know what I mean? Where you can say, damn, that, that sample you flipped is dope. And, yo, you know, I love Large Professor, man. It's my brother. So that's, that's the one. And then um, I'm going to go with a soundtrack, man. Um, my third one is the Menace to Society soundtrack. Hmm. I believe that doesn't, you know, that, that soundtrack was amazing. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's amazing, right Because that's ninety yeah. yeah, that soundtrack was amazing. Like you had Brand New being on there, you had Pete CL on there, then you had West Coast, you know, MCA, Spice One. You know, what I mean? it was a nice mix of East Coast and West Coast artists on there. And the songs that were on there were crazy, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That brand new being joined is, is like legendary, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a, a, a you know, like Shifi MCs type song, like one of those rare joints that you don't hear a lot. And then, you know, when you hear it, it's like, damn, that joint was crazy, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's that was my, my third one, the Menace to Society soundtrack. And All I got right, no doubt. I got like two more. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Good looking out, Greg. We get back with you, Jr. What's what's up for your next joint, good brother? Um, hmm. I was gonna say um, any any album from Mid Condition. Actually, I don't think people talk about their albums like that. Like, I think everybody is so focused on their singles. To me, but I think I mean the first album is yeah. But I mean that that second one from the Mint Factory. I don't think a lot of people even discuss that. To me, you know what I mean. I think the only thing that people discuss on that album is "You Sit Me Swinging" and um, uh, what is it? Uh, so fine and the remix. That's it. Like other than that, I'm like, yo, y'all don't talk about someone to love. Nobody uh, does it better. Ten million strong. Like you know what I'm saying. Uh, that to loving like that album is amazing and then you know people don't even talk about definition of a band and life's aquarium like no, life's aquarium is my shit. that is my second favorite dope. from them yeah. oh life's my aquarium god is crazy man yes with like you know what i mean so i think mid condition don't get that they just get the singles and the ballads and that's it and that's all people talk about so i was gonna say basically mid condition from 93 to like maybe 2007 nobody yeah. talks about the albums like that so yeah. yeah i got pulled out this life's aquarium i forgot about pretty lady with charlie wilson yes love me pain of pleasure yeah Be like that sometimes very 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 slept on album bro what you got up next good brother um so it's another you know mc i remember when he came out i was like yo he's dope i got the album the album was dope but like really didn't, I don't know. And that's uh, Curious. Um, I don't know if y'all remember Curious with a K. Um, yeah. Curious George? Curious, wow, George. curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Curious, come on. Constipated, 
Constipated Monkey. That that album was fire. The, the song I'm Curious is one of my favorites of all time. He had the Uptown shit, uh, Walk Like Uptown a Duck. I mean, yeah, it was fire on that album. It's just one of them. It's, again, just like an album that, you know, people don't bring up. But during that time, it's just so much dope shit coming out. Like, stuff just be getting forgotten about. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. I, I saw the one of the videos and it kind of just resonated with me and i i was like yo i'm gonna uh i'm gonna get that uh at the time probably that tape or whatever and uh but yeah it was dope man curious curious was fire and bro you know nobody really this time bro anything produced by the beat that's how i was grabbing and uptown shit was the beat nuts so it it literally was that simple the beat nuts did it i'm buying the shit what I yeah. loved about Mansion and the Yacht was that you, you pulled Mike G from the Jungle Brothers, and that's not your average feature artist. You know, I don't know if Mike G has ever been featured on anything <laughs> that wasn't a Jungle Brother or a Napalm thing. So I just right. love that pull from it. Um, and here, crazy thing, Bobito Garcia was executive producer on this album. You know what I mean? Which is crazy, you know, but him and Bob was cool or whatever like that. So nah, this is definitely good. Over. Got an R&B joint or you just hip-hop? I'm just hip-hop. All right, no doubt. Vic, what you got up next, bro? Uh, I'm going to go hip-hop on this one. Um, it Maybe people bring it up. I don't think I see it as much. Um, maybe we've heard some stuff recently. Uh, but Lords of the Underground first album, Here Come the Lords, out of 1993. Chief Rocker, you know, thing is probably the one people remember the most. But um, they had a couple of joints on there. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that album was incredibly dope. Um, and I, I don't know. It's, it's like I don't, I don't always hear people talk about them or the album. To be honest. Um, or bring it up, you know, even on a, a slept on list. So uh, let me let me see what I pull it up. You know, the crazy thing about the Lord, right? What you say? No, I'm saying the funny thing again with music is just taking back. That's my freshman year at Morgan. I swear, they people test almost damn near every party had fucking um, um, funky child. Even funky child was getting played. You know, uh, what was the single you missed out of the first I can't remember. Yeah, that, that, that was crazy. Kate got from Molly Mall in the bag right there, man. Yep. That was a, a yep. very, very dope album, man. Very I always like Mr. Funky. Mr. Funky is dope ass MC. I like him. And I want to say he's like now, like something in Newark. He's like a councilman or something in Newark. That's or something. Do, it, do it all. Do, do, do it all. Do it all. All right, do it all is not Mr. Funky. All right, all right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, hey, you got another R and B joint, or you just hip hop for that? Well, no, I had the the Bobby Brown, Bobby. Oh, the Bobby Brown, like Jr. did. Okay, all right, JP, what you got up next, the brother? Um, I mean, I don't know if this is talk. Maybe it is. I guess amongst their fans or whatever. But when I hear conversations of of uh, like. Illmatic and Wu-Tang and you know all the different albums I don't but this maybe it's a personal favorite of mine but um organized confusion stress oh, <laughs> the hell yeah. stress yeah, man. Like, right yo man certain <laughs> albums like man <laughs> it's just a feeling like that album to me man it was 
like the it, it was so well produced and i feel like there's not like standout singles besides the ones that came, but it was just a well produced hip hop mm-hmm. album hard beats niggas that's lyrical like it, oh, it, it, it's me and they, you know they got charisma with it you know what i'm saying yep. they just bar heavy they got charisma as well so you know what i'm saying yeah. so that and i you know i, I love the, i love them too man principal especially you know um pharaoh but yeah, yeah people yeah, you want you want to talk oh. about you want to talk about slept on Prince Poe, Prince po, man, Prince Poe. Po. Po. It's you know, Monch, 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 yeah, Monch gets all the shine, uh, you know, deservedly, but right. Prince Poe, Prince Poe is damn sure dope, right? And Yo, I let me, let me ask a question. Go ahead, Eddie. I wait. Well, I was gonna say the funny thing is because I kind of felt like on the first joint, it was really like I, I felt like Prince Poe was more in the forefront. And like Pharaoh was playing the background a little bit, mm-hmm. and then on the Stress album, like Pharaoh just completely broke out, man, and became. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good. That's a good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's Here's good. a question: Can you have a group like? Can you have two people, and they both achieve a high level of success? This conversation conversation started, and y'all may not know. When Naomi was growing up, she loved this dance show. I fucking can't pump it up, shake it up. I don't know. But you had Zendaya and you had this other white chick. Now, of course, we know Zendaya is Zendaya. Like, everybody fucking knows who Zendaya is. The white chick, she's acting, but it's like, you know, B-movies, a movie here. She ain't a fucking Spider-Man. She ain't Zendaya, I can tell you. You know what I'm saying? Then we was watching Key and Pill the other night, and they was like, "Yo, is that the dude who does um, you know, to get out and, and all the big movies?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, like this nigga Jordan Pill's the man." She was like, "What happened to the other nigga?" I'm like, "Oh, he's kind of around. He does some stuff here, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's he been in a lot of movies, but he's not <laughs> Jordan Pill. I can tell you that. So I'm just like wondering. Oh, we look at Outcast, you know." Big Boy done dropped like three incredible solo albums and all niggas want to talk about is 3,000. This nigga is dropping shit. Yet we still talk about him. So at the end of the day, have you ever seen anything, our movies, R&B, any goddamn thing with two people coming together? Like, think about Keenan and Cal. Me and they was watching Keenan and Cal the other day. Keenan is fucking on that. Cal is like, Cal, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like (laughs) two people come in together as a duo and both of them achieve the same level of success. Because I'm with you on Prince yeah. Poe. When, when Organized first came out, I was like, yo, these are two incredible MCs. They're just both off the wall crazy, but I don't know if it's just Farrell has more of the bravado, if he has more personality. I don't know what it is. So, have y'all ever in any situation seen two people come together and both people achieve a high level of success? You got Jay-Z, you got Dan. You got, you know, like, is there any time that there have been two people who just both blew up and both are at the top of their respective games? I think it's hard to say because sometimes it's right? In some cases, right? The other person could be just as dope, but they don't have the same opportunities. And it may not be based on talent. It may be based on management, right? Like How was your job? Your management is better than their management. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's hard to achieve the same thing if to achieve the same success if you kind of do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Then it's kind of like you just pick your poison. Well, who do you like better? You know? Okay. Well, shit. I like Method Man. 
So Method Man is going to stick out as the star. Um, maybe Wu-Tang is the only group to ever do that because I think Ghostface yeah. is the biggest <laughs> Method Man, right? Right. Uh, what about my Maybe there are others who didn't blow because, you know, you can't have 14 niggas all blow Right, up. but I mean like two yeah. people, like like how Jay and Dame did Rockefeller or Key and Pill came in together or Outkat with two people like L.A. Reed and Babyface. Like, I was still here, Babyface. Like, L.A. Reed, you don't hear anything about. Or, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe Def Jam. Maybe Rick maybe Rubin and is. Russell Simmons. Maybe because Russell, you know, went before Russell lost his goddamn mind, you know, he had Fat Farm and was doing his thing, and Rick was doing his thing with Duff America. So maybe Rick and Russell. Do, now, the question, do they have to have split, or could they... I mean, even if, but I mean, to some extent, they had to split to do different things. So Key and Pill, they both start off as a comedic act together. Jordan Pill isn't even in these movies. He's just now a writer and a director. So he's not even in the, in the limelight anymore. He hasn't starred in anything. He's just, but we all know Jordan Pill. But other nigga is kind of like Key, like, yeah, he's around. He does some shit, but he's not. <laughs> It's a rock. Doing fucking pill. And that's no good. He's doing a lot of TV, but he ain't like that. I'm not throwing shots. Again, this is. We know you're not, but it seems like it. I'm not throwing shots. It's a fact. Here's the thing Big Boy for me has two incredible solo albums and a very good first solo album. Nobody talks about him. 3000 ain't got nothing solo. He done told you I ain't never making music no more. But we still talk people, not we, but people still talk about three thousand more than they talk about Big Boy. Yeah. Big Boy, Big Boy got an owl, and Three Stacks got a flute. So that's just that's <laughs> it. I mean, well, but that, oh, but, but oh, yes, that's the prime I'll hear more about yo. We had a spotting of out <coughs> of three thousand playing a flute in fucking little five points. <laughs> That will get more Thank media you. coverage than the whole Big Boy album. This nigga was just playing the flute in the goddamn airport. And so why do you think that is? Why do you think that is, Kill? He know. I know why. Why do you think it is? Come he on. He know. He know why. I mean, I mean, three stacks resonate more with people. He does. But here's the wild part. Here's the wild part. Here's the wild part, JP. Why? Because here's the thing. If you told me. When I lived in Atlanta in 97, and somebody said, Kill, you want to hang out with Big Boy? A fucking Andre 3000? I'm fucking hanging out with Big Boy. I'm not fucking hanging out with 3000. We may be at a llama farm. We may be fucking eggs up. I don't know what the fuck 3000 that had me doing. So, to be honest with you, I know a lot of people, Outcast fans, who stop fuck with Outcast because of 3000. They will call me like, Yo, Kill, this your man on the goddamn. <laughs> Late night show with a pink wig on and fucking uh, and football pads on. Like, what's wrong with your man? Like, he even talked about that on Return of the Gangster. Like, what's up with Andre Z in a coat when y'all don't break up? Like, that's yeah. the crazy part about it. Why do we gravitate towards Andre? Because he's not really the average dude. Like, to me, if you love Andre so much, I get help from people for like Lenny Kravitz. They be like, yo, you like that weirdo? I'm like, motherfucker, you like Andre 3000? Like, like I don't expect the average <laughs> black person to be Because he's really the, not the average black person. I think the double album did it. I think the uh, the double album is But that's the, the thing, I know, I know most dudes that I know, most niggas did not like hate. If they did, they didn't admit to it. I never went back around my way in Philly and niggas was like blasting Haya on the block. 
<laughs> nah, but they, they but again, that's why he they like who he they, is. They like they like the love below on on the love. They probably ain't tell you, but they like they <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, like, so, that, so that's why I'm really confused. Like that's why I'm telling JP, I'm really confused at why more people do gravitate to three thousand. And then it's then, accessibility. Like he was getting on these, he was getting on these features and killing them. So it made you want to hear him more. You know what I'm saying? Like he was on these features and going crazy, and like Big Boy wasn't necessarily on these features, even though he's dope. Like. Andre was getting on these features and killing it, and it was like, "Yo, we want to hear more of that." You know what I mean? It's just one of those things you really to. can't explain. He got that it factor with Pete. Like that's what. Like yeah, that's how I, I didn't realize you didn't. Out. I didn't realize you was really serious. Like you. No, no, I was dead. I, I, like no, I'm not fucking like, 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 like I'm dead ass. Like, I don't know why. Like yo, some people just got it, and the rest I mean, of like you can't explain. Like I, I'm not gonna give you an answer. Be like, this is why. Here are the five my five bullet points. I can't right. do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just. It's just, it's just a thing. Well, okay, uh, going back to the original question, I think I got one. <laughs> who, you got, who you got, Eddie? I got Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. Well, that that, but that's from a group. That's from a group. We we talk about duos, like two people. Duos. Like that was the whole NWA. But that is a good point. That is a good point. That Dre and Cube both went on to do different things. Cube blew up with the right. pen game and, and doing movies and stuff, and Dre blew up with the music and the headphones and everything. So that that is a good point. But you know, somebody brought up Monkey, like Havoc and Prodigy. Like you know, I think more people like. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It was just bugging to me that. Again, you know, Prince Poe is one of the dopest, but you know, and it just made me think like, damn, has there ever just been a time when two people just were at the top of their games respectively? Like if Jay kept rapping and maybe Dame went on to be an amazing executive, like you don't even have to be both rappers or both producers like that. You could just went on and Prodigy and Ma made me a great point. P is a great lyricist. Havoc was a great producer. You know what I mean? And they just went on to to enjoy that, but it always just seems like one is always ahead of the other. You know, like Naomi was like, "Well, Daddy, maybe you just always you a competitive nigga. Like, you know, maybe he doesn't mind not being in the limelight. Like, you know, I'm like, cool. You know, you're right. Maybe he doesn't. But I was I don't know if you've ever watched this podcast. It's with um kind Dante Ross, and he was talking about like when leaders broke up. And he was saying, like, no, there is a competition. When these groups were breaking up, it's like, I want to be better than you. You know, when Brand Nubians broke up, he talked about who were wanting to be better than Sadat. And Sadat and Jamal have the chip on their shoulder, like, oh, y'all ain't going to be shit without Poobah. So there was this braggadocious, like, I want to be better. Shit, isn't that hip-hop? I want to be better than you? You know, like, that that's the braggadocious that comes with it. And it's, it's just dope. If y'all never seen the podcast, watch it on YouTube. But Dante Ross breaks a lot in them breakups and it was just like wow like you know i always thought that but it's crazy to hear like that he was like yep sadat and jamal had a huge chip on their shoulder because nobody thought they was going to be dope without uber you know what i mean so they there was a huge chip on their shoulder like nah fuck that we don't need we don't need we good type thing but okay i, I totally i digress I don't even know who was next. Where did I leave off with? Who brought up organized? It was. I, did. I brought up organized. All right, Jay, all right. Um, and now, yes, you at the bottom. You, I don't. Something fucked up, yes. See, you don't jumped out of order. Now I don't know where the fuck I'm going. No more. All right, get <laughs> say some shit. Whoever didn't go, just go. Because now I'm all fucked up at the order. So JT at the bottom. I'm, it's, it's on you. It's on you. Cheers. I think it's on me. All right, I'm yeah. gonna go with um. 
Master Ace, take a look around. This came out in 90. I, I know a lot of diehard heads. Shit, my brother Ev. Ev was like, I've never heard that album. Like, I know a lot of hip-hop heads who have never even heard this album. When I heard Me in the Biz, I just loved it from the door. I was like, yo, this shit is so dope. And I copped this album. I'm like, yo, it's all produced by Molly Maul. Like, this is a 1990 Molly Maul produced album um, that's dope. I mean, uh, I got to let it to the better. Me and the biz, other side of it. Like, I really don't have any skips on this old album. He's got this joint called Four Minus Three, where he's rhyming over the symphony beat, um, just dolo. You know, and it's the whole concept of the four MCs minus three, so it's just him. And he he kills the symphony beat dolo. So very dope album with this. On the R&B side, I'm going to go with this group that a lot of people never ever talk about, and that's Player with their album Cheers, Cheers to You from 1998. Um, the, the lead Ooh. single Cheers to You. This is this is Timbo. This is 98 Timbo. So this is like Aaliyah, One in a Million, Genuine, Pony, Timbaland. So if you like that song, let's yeah, yeah, we say that? I mean, Grass had a major on that. It's a static major. Yeah, static, 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 static major, yeah. Static Major who passed away, his pen is on this. That was his group. So if you like that genuine one in a million symbol in this album for you, chairs for you, they had this joint called I-65 all the way. The single was Don't Stop the Music. Very, very dope album that, again, nobody talks about, which is bugging me because I probably like this album more than I like the one in a million album and the genuine album. Truth be told, really? I know I, I, I see this, I see by the tone in Jr's face, he doesn't agree with me, but that's cool. No, but yeah, no, no, I, no, 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 like, no, 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 because are you talking about 100% genuine? Or are you talking about the Bachelor genuine? The Bachelor genuine. Okay. All right. All right. Well, and I like the Bachelor like. genuine. Keep in mind, I'm not saying I don't like yeah, those yeah, things. Because yeah. again, we know once this gets on Twitter, I say I like pancakes. Then somebody like, so what? You don't like oh, waffles? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't say I don't like waffles. I just like pancakes, especially yeah, waffles. I'm not yeah. saying I don't like waffles. But yeah, like I really, very dope album. Very dope album. I'm going to start at the bottom. Give me, give me another one, good brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I have yeah. an R&B one, um, and you already know, Jr. What it is? Loose ends. Look how long. You better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 album was very you know influential um, to me. Um, just the melding of of how he melded uh, hip hop sounds with R&B yeah. um, was very dope on that album. He did a very good job of that. Um, uh, what's the song? Uh, my favorite song on there. Two of my favorites is uh, "Love Controversy Part One." Yes, and sir. Don't you, don't you ever try to change. Yeah. Um, very smooth, very smooth album. Um, some sometimes the drums hit hard. You know, what I mean, he used certain drums more than once. Mm -hmm. But you know, still in all, it still came off as dope. I, I, I love that album. That's one of my favorites. Uh, look you how long. I believe the 90. Am I correct, JR? Yeah, it came out in 90. Yeah. Because the single was Don't Be a Fool. Yes, yes. Yes. So it was it was 1990 when it when it actually came out. So yeah, that that's that's one of my faves right there. Alright, no doubt, no doubt. JR, what you got up next, bro? I was gonna say the Black Street debut. 
A lot of people always go to another mm. level. They don't talk about this debut because Dave Hollister came in singing. You know what I'm saying? And just, <laughs> oh my God, like he came in singing and they had to kind of redo the album because the other dude left. So Dave had to come in because when you when he came in with Baby Don't Be Baby Be Mine, like the way he came in on that joint, oh my God. <laughs> you got what? You blow my mind, of course, joy. Um oh, you, you talking this to a level, right? No, no, no. no, no, the, first no the, the debut. Oh, the debut. Everybody talk about another level because no diggity's on there. So okay. everybody oh, yeah, this joint. That. This joint. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes. Yo, bro, let me tell you how dope this album was. My man Kanar picked me up one night playing this shit. And I'm like, nigga, are we listening to slow music? He was like, yo, you gotta hear this song before I let you go. And I was, yo, we just two niggas riding around listening to slow music. <laughs> That's how dope <laughs> this album was. That I'm like, nigga, are we really driving around on a Saturday listening to fucking before I let you go? And like, I was like, yo, this, this shit is dope. Very, you're right, JR. Very dope album, man. Yes, it is. Yeah, very dope album. Man. Damn, I, I gotta listen to this joint tonight, man. Um, Eddie, what you got up next, my brother? Yo, I got the uh, the Flip Mode album, The Imperial, man. And in my opinion, uh, might be up there with the dopest Put On Your Crew albums. Like, cause Is Cha 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 on that joint? Cha Cha Cha's on there. Uh, Cha Cha Cha, uh, I Got Your Back, uh, Everybody on the Line Outside. Straight spitting the Rod Digger joint. Yo, mm-hmm. let me tell you, Rod Digger killed this album, man. Rod what don't Rod Digger kill? Oh <laughs> and, um, and, and and the thing is, you know what I mean? Cause, and, and then you had Rampage and um, what's the dude's name? Lord have mercy. But re-listening to this album, I was thinking, damn, that dude, Baby Sham, like maybe Wait. he should have had next because he was kind of dope on this album too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it, this this joint went hard, yo. Like, I, I I'm saying, like, a lot of these albums were like big name artists are trying to put on their crew. Like, tends to disappoint a lot of times, but this was not one of them. Yeah, that joint and Cha Cha Cha, man. I can't tell you how many times I was set off strictly hip hop playing Cha Cha Cha, man. That joint yeah. just like an anthem to me up there. Uh, I mean, what you got up next, good brother? Well, I'm gonna go with um, Soldier Missive. Um, I don't really think that that first album, that single gets a lot of respect, but the album itself, I think, to me, in my opinion, should get more, I, you know, more respect. Um, and this may, and this may make some people upset, man. But I saw, I was watching a. Um, like a, I guess a, I can't really call it an unsung, but a PM Dawn, bro, the kind of like as much as they may have got criticized for their sound, they was really ahead of their time, bro, on so many different levels. Like because what they were doing then is now today's standard with auto tune on it primarily. Like they were one of the first groups to do a lot of fusion music and borrow and kind of stretch the limits of of hip hop and. Um, I always thought they made some fly shit, like PM Dawn on some real shit. Excellent niggas a sample, matter of fact, because some of the shit they were doing was so fly. It was just, to me, 
when I saw the documentary on him, it kind of took, I didn't know half of that stuff. So I kind of went back and I'm like, oh, this is kind of crazy. And you can see the DNA of what they do or what they did in a lot of commercial, commercially successful hip hop records. Um, that form, that, the formulaic approach they kind of had. So I do think uh, they get a bad rap, but as far as innovation and pushing like that threshold of uh, creativity between hip hop and R&B, PM Dawn definitely got overlooked a lot because it, you know, we know what happened to him. I saw what happened on stage. That was crazy. That shit would happen. That shit would happen to me. Yeah, that's worse than my mother. They wouldn't date me like that. That was KRS who threw him off the stage. Yeah. And grab, you know, grab, grab, you know, like I know that would not, it would have not went. Nah, they not doing me like that. Nah, it would have been too deep for that nonsense. <laughs> I think the thing with him doing with me, at least, I never liked the single. It was like some Daisy Kids type shit for me. Now I did fuck yeah. with they joined off the Boomerang soundtrack. Their slow jam, right. whatever that was, off nah, the Boomerang soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, now that. So again, like I always tell niggas on Twitter, I can't speak intelligently on them because I never heard the album. So I can't say PM doing is dope or not because I honestly didn't give them a try. So, but that joint off the Boomerang soundtrack, that was yeah. that was official. That was official. And even um, and even if I'm not talking about that album being just them being ahead great. of their time. Yeah, the, and the innovation they had, like because a lot of that shit they was doing is being done right now to to the team right. to keep it a buck. And that right. that first single that you don't like was uh kind of sampled from a, a 80s pop song that mm-hmm. a, that later on got sampled by a million people you know what i'm saying they were kind of like the first one to take that that sound even though you know some people didn't like it but that song i remember that song um Spandau ballet ballet yeah and they took that that song and they, that's what they sampled for that first single and then so many people sampled that after them you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. from r&b to hip-hop so they were they were ahead of their time you know what i'm saying the sad part to me with life music all things is it's all about timing i never forget watching the don't curse video and seeing big daddy came like yo what the fuck is this nigga wearing like why this nigga have on a silk fucking shirt with a bottle of champagne this nigga looks whack and then you fast forward five years and it's Jay-Z with a silk shirt and a bottle of champagne. And nobody said nothing. And I know Ben was like, yo, what the fuck? I did that. Like, yo, that was me. Like, and nobody wants to hear that shit. So that like that's the sad part about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's all about timing. Um the, the thing I want to say about the 93 to infinity joint, because I know somebody watches like, yo, I hear that shit all the time. No, you hear people talk about the song, the song all the time. I Rarely hear anybody talk about the whole entire album. Here's the funny yeah. thing: I'll be like, "Yo, man!" I always be like, "Yo, that's when you lost, like Souls of Mischief." The niggas be like, "Yo, what song is that?" I'm like, "Nigga, that was the first single. Like that one came out before '93 to Infinity did." So that just lets me know you never even heard the album. If you don't even know what I'm talking about when I say that's when you lost, you know what I mean? So the album doesn't get talked about. The song gets talked about from '93 to Infinity, uh, but not the whole album to me. Uh, hey, what you got up next for your last joint? Uh, oh shit, we on our last joint. Oh, I don't even know. I kind of ran. I thought I did five, so I don't know. We may not be on the last joint. I got two more for both hip hop and R and B. 
R&B joint. I don't, I don't know if you know. I'm not in R&B groups and shit on social media. Uh, but Eric Benet's Day in the Life album from uh, 1999. That's the one with Georgie Porgy. Yep. yep. Fire. That's fire. Crazy man. Fire. Georgie Porgy's on there. Fire. Been my life with you's on there. Uh, fire. Um, you got another joint. Come as you are. That's dope. This oh my god! Come as you are, dust in the wind. What? Come as you are, bro. We last on love of my own, man. This shit, that was crazy. I just don't, I don't see it a lot, you know, because there's a lot of music that comes out, and you know, again, you forget. I've never heard anybody talk about this album, to be honest with you. Like any talk about Eric Benet. That's what it is. Yeah, that's true. And here's the thing, for me to like this no shoe wearing nigga, this has got to be a dope ass album. Because like, I was never an Air fan like that. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, I don't know if y'all watch it. Tank has a dope um, podcast on YouTube, but Eric Benet was on there and he kind of talked about some things. He didn't dig into as much stuff as I wanted, like with the music, but dope interview. But this album, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Uh, on the hip hop side, I have. Onyx's third album, Shut Him Down, from 98. Mm. Um, okay. We always talk about, you know, groups and artists that had like three or four albums. Wait, that was crazy. Onyx is definitely one of those groups because, um, you know, this is 98. We done had a whole bunch of things. New cats, all kind of sound unchanged, shiny suits, everything. And somehow, I remember like looking at Onyx's first single and like, oh, Onyx still out. You know what I'm saying? Like they still around. And hearing the joints on here, uh, like Shut Them Down with DMX on it. And I was like, damn, that song's kind of hot. And I, what I liked about it was the fact that their style just translated from these different eras. Cause we know them mostly from ball heads and throw your guns in the air. That's most, and slam. That's what people think about. And we know a lot of people always bring up that second album as slept on. As a matter of fact, they bring it up so much is the shit even slept on because you keep talking about it. Uh, but I rarely hear people talk about the third album. And they had, I think Sticky's brother was added to the group and he fit, which was dope. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really slept on album. Um, I think his brother was named X1. Yeah, that was his brother. There's a lot of songs on here, a couple of features or whatever. Nori's on here, who else is on here? DMX is on here, uh, Lost Boys is on here. It's a couple of killers in, Method Man's on here. It's a dope joint, but I think just the timing of when it came out, because now it's transitioning, well not transitioning, but Rough Riders is you know, becoming large in the game as a label. DMX, who they had on here, um, this is 98, so there's Pun also. So there was a lot of other shit happening and people weren't thinking about Onyx, that was old, but this album's crazy. Um, I think if people went back and listened to it, they'd be surprised by how dope it was. All right, dope, dope. So what you got? Before I say mine, I wanted to talk about Master Ace real quick, cause like, I know for me in the nineties, I could have named three Master Ace albums on this list, on this subject. The one you named, I like Slaughterhouse, and I like Sitting on Chrome. And I like Sitting on Chrome, and I like, and you know, Sitting on Chrome was like a totally different style of, you know what I'm saying, music. And I think he just executed it 
well. He's like one of the most underrated artists ever in hip hop to me. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say that about Master Ace. But my, uh, I'm gonna go with Crew, the Dirty Thirty. Um, uh, yes. yes, that was yeah. fire, man. Yeah. That's like a one-off. Yeah, like yeah, what yeah. happened? <laughs> like that was fire, man. Um, that pronto drink. Oh, my shit was pronto, yo. Pronto. <laughs> when that when and that beat like, dropped, bro. When that beat mm. drops, mm-hmm. that shit is crazy. And that that album has some fire on just another just case. another case, just another just another, another case, case. Yeah. for yeah. that samples crazy. Yeah, yo, yeah. They everything. Got, that's that nigga Yogi, Yogi, Yogi was the producer. He went on to produce with Puff and 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 the next round of, of the Hitman. But right. Yogi's a dope producer, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with that one. Crew the Dirty Third. I remember when I, you know, when I heard, I said, Yo, this is this is fire. You know what I'm saying? The only knock on that album is they got like 82 songs on that album. Like they <laughs> yeah, yeah, shaved yeah, off. Actually, like, it's actually 30 songs. 35. Yeah. They could have had 35 songs instead of 87. That album could have been a lot more cohesive, but yeah, that 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 joint was crazy. It was it was an idea they I guess they were trying to do, but uh, right. But it, it's some it's some quality quality oh, music yeah. in the album, man. For real, yeah, it don't really get talked about. It probably would get talked about with us, but like for the masses, it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. JP, what you got? Um, I got I'm. I'm gonna go with this joint came out in '98. See, I, like again, I don't know if, if, if how high it's ranked among his projects or whatever, but for me, I feel like it's not talked about enough when we talk, talk about great, great albums. And I'm going with um, Soul Survivor by Pete Rock. So Ooh, shit, that that was me. When it when it, when it came out, man, I remember like I was studying it. You know what I'm saying? Just like reading the back and all that. I mean, when True, when, I remember when True Master dropped. That, I thought that beat was insane to me. I thought that shit was just so crazy. And Corrupt killed it and inspected that. Like, and it was that. just a, crazy. And I mean, like, joints like, um, what's the um, Take Your Time joint? Oh. And the joint with Video Mojica. Like, y'all, it's just such great music on that joint, man. I mean, he got the, he got the joint with, um, he did True, Truly Yours 98. The joint on there with thought was crazy. The joint and the joint rap is on here. The joint rap produced for uh meth. Yeah, man. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 the younger soul brother on, on that joint. What's that shit called? How about forget my brain is dead. Half man, um, half amazing. Half, 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 half amazing. Yeah, like right. that's crazy. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> And I love making sure rap gets his props because it says it in the, it says it in the line of notes, but you know a lot of people so, don't read. So the line can of I notes. tell a quick story about the line of notes? Tell a story, good brother. Listen, I was with Pete. We went to Loud Records, right? Mm-hmm. And literally, I'm we in there there doing his artwork. Literally, I look over the dude's shoulder. He is doing the credits for Half Man, Half Amazing. I'm like, hold. I said, yo, yo, nah, hold up. Switch that, yo. I said, I produced that joint. Yo, put produced by Grap Lover, co-produced by Pete Rock. He's like, what? I said, yeah, I, I did the, the bulk of that track. He's like, what? He's like, yeah. So he switched it. And then when Pete saw it, he was like, oh, I was, he was like, oh, okay. All right. I was like, yeah, dude, cool. He's like, yeah, you right, you right, you right. He laughed about it or whatever. But yeah, that's how I literally, it didn't say that. It said produced by Pete Rock, 
And I want to say, I don't even know if my name was on it. I don't know if it, my name was on it at the time. But I literally walked in on them doing the artwork and dealing with that side of that part of the opera where they were doing the credits on the on the actual what you see on the back cover of the CD and the album and all that. They, they were doing that. The dude Olu Dara, his name is Olu Dara. Oh, he was doing the art, yeah. art direction for that. Him and his captain Maurice, you know. I had I, I told him, I was like, yo, that yeah and he's like, word up like, yeah, yo. And I was like, yo, you know, do it like this and then he was like, I bet. So that's how that went down. Yo, true hip hop stories on apartment five B with, with with Grab Love, the youngest soul brother. You know what I mean? Uh JP, do you have an R B joint too? Or you just had I got a question real quick. I got a What's question up, for for you and Grab like producer wise, like for this for that P album, like he combined so many like different artists that you probably wouldn't hear on songs with each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? How how difficult is that to like you know what I mean? You got a song with Big Pun, Nori, and Common. You know what I'm saying? You got Tragedy Gaddafi with Sticky Fink. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just so many different artists. Like, how like how difficult is that? You know I, I don't think it's difficult if it's the dope ass Pete. Like, right. and I think that's the thing. Like with Pete, one of the things that in that point that you brought up to me is why Soul Survivor is so crazy to me is because. Nigga, half these people don't even wouldn't even sound like you look at it and it's like this don't even sound like it would fit. You know what I mean? But to me, it's like if the beat is crazy, people sleep on um 80 block from Tip Tiffany's part two, Pete and Camp Lowe's album. And they yes. have a song. Camp Lowe has a song with fucking Uncle Murder. Okay. And it sounds perfect. Camp Lowe has a song with MOP. And it sounds flawless. So to me, it's kind of just like, yo, if the beat is dope enough, I don't think anybody really, can, it'll kind of be like, oh, that beat didn't fit right or this or that. But I think as long as you're not, I, there's no way. And that Camp Low, the crazy thing is the beat is more MOP than Camp Low. If you listen to E-Block from Tiffany's, that beat is much more MOP style than a Camp Low type beat. But Camp Low kills it. You know what I mean? So... I, I mean, for me personally, grab. I don't know about you. I just think as long as the beat is dope, like yo, it don't even matter. Like who, who you throw on with it, you know what I mean? As long as the beat is crazy. Now, if they were trying to do some EPMD, like I say a verse, you say a verse, that may be a little bit harder, you know what I mean? Because of you want that synergy. But I think if it's just like JP used to rap, if JP came through my crib at Morgan and Vegas was at my crib and somebody else was at my crib, we could do a posse cut right there because that's essentially what it is. You know what I mean? Just the posse cut. So what are you gonna say, Meg? No, I I was gonna say, yeah, the the beat has to be dope, obviously, but also um I think sometimes the beat sets the tone for how each MC is gonna approach it. Um and I think that it, sometimes that plays a role. Because I've been in situations numerous times, especially in the past, where you know everybody on the track got the memo except for the one Person at the except, end. except for Foxy. Foxy didn't get right. a memo on what this right. album was about. Right, right. Uh, 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 yeah. It's like this. It's like okay, it was perfect. You know, mega. Everybody was perfect, but then you just ninety six this shit with all that second. <laughs> 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 like, 
Ah, that's a deep one because if you ain't, yeah, we 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 niggas talking about loving their wives and their families and they come fights like yo, the El Nana, like yo, I'm here. Like, Faye says she '96 that shit. We got moist niggas and '96 that shit, bro. If you don't make some shirts tonight, bro, I I don't know what's popping. You gotta just listen to Vague podcast, yo. You be '96 that shit, yo. She ninety six that shit. Nah, um, yeah, but I, I think that's it. But yeah, JP, Soul Survivor, man. That to me, that's my favorite produced album. You know what I mean? For years, it was Molly's in Control, but that Soul Survivor one. And don't get me started on two or New York's finest. Like I love all them shits. You know what I mean? But yeah, that Soul Survivor one was crazy. Um, you got any R and B joints, J Pass, for this one? Or you? Uh, no, nah, I'm I'm R and B out right now. All right. Yes. What, what you got? All right. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, joint by the brand new heavies, the heavy rhyme experience with they Ooh, they play they play a lot. You really just snatched that? You just cut me, Ooh. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, yes, that's yes. a good one. I had that's that. A good one. Uh, that's a very good one, man. man very I, good I, one. I, yes. I had no, I had no idea, but yeah, this this, this all good, this bro. Really. Yeah, this was real dope, man. This, you know, every every track on there is really, really cool. Like just the vibe of the album, period, is just really cool. I would say standouts, of course, the the Pooba. You already mentioned his album. Well, he got the same joint on that album. Who makes the loop? That's one of the standout joints on that Pooba, man. That, that's just perfect quintessential Pooba from that time. Like you, yes. That, that's him in a capsule right there just straight up just greatness from Puba. and then bro, i still i, I still uh, use that line to use if the dough if the show ain't for dough then you won't yeah. see the bro the grand man, man just as usual so let me slow down because i know i'm confused y'all like bro that shit is dope man it's it, everything they got they even even the the rigged you know they got dance hall legend tiger on it he got a dope joint on it jamalski another kind Jamal of dance Steve, hall yeah. type track um, yeah, main source. Yeah, gang song, the G rap. G rap was on it. Death that rap. G rap one's dope. Yeah, man, like, like that whole that Black whole sheet, thing. Far side. And I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm kind of think that this was done before MTV started doing the unplugged. I'm not totally sure, but it seems like this was before the unplugged kind of became like you know the in thing to do after this album. I'm not sure because I know they had Uptown Unplugged. I know they had Uptown Unplugged. Right there. Maybe LL didn't unplug it. LL didn't unplug it. So it wasn't before this album? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, dope, dope. Real, real cool album. So the brand new heavies, Heavy Rhyme Experience. All right. My last joint, this joint right here, Beat Nuts Musical Massacre. Uh, I rarely ever hear the beat nuts talked about, period. Again, Queens, Corona right. niggas, bro. <laughs> beat nuts forever? Yo, you're a clown with Biz, God bless the dead. Watch out now, my favorite beat nuts song ever. Watch so that's on now, yeah. here. Um, the joint on here with Greg Nice, check it out, like Puffin' on the Cloud. The joint on here with Meth, the, uh, I can't even pronounce these shits, but yo, this was crazy to me, man. And like, this was. I love the beat nuts. If you know me, I, I love the beat nuts. If you follow Apartment 5B enough, you will know what my last R&B slept on one is going to be. 
Eddie, make fun all you want. I don't give a flying fuck. Okay? I don't give a fuck. It's my I don't give a fuck. You got what is Randy Watkins CD? What is that? <laughs> what is that? Randy Watkins? Randy Watkins. <laughs> Make fun of it all y'all want. I don't give a fuck. Yes, the Commodore's horrible. It's yes, a dope. Yes, he's laid across the bed in his pajamas. I don't care. It's a dope ass out. on, though, y'all. Well, please. But this nigga was on Island Records. Come on, y'all. Like, come on. Like, let's not act like this nigga was like on Def Jam or something. The more to the story, this this show is not about the dopest album cover art. This is not that show. This would not make that show. If this was the wackest album cover art, number one. I'm just talking about a slept on album. We can get down with Spinderella. JR is the RB guru. J Ru, can you please, J can you back oh, yeah, me up? Every time you talk about Every time you're right. You do. You do. It's a no, very, very just, just do this. Just you know what? My bad. From now on, I'ma just take the damn cover out and just there you do go. It. How about there you that? Go. There you go. This, Myra. Listen to this album without the album cover. It's yes. a dope album. Trust me. Jr. What's your last joints, man? Hold up. Any nigga laying on his couch like that ain't got no goddamn job. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if this, these pictures were any better. I don't know if that picture was better. I don't know if the one with him sitting on the this one got him sprawled across no, the bed on his bed. So, none of them. I don't think we were in bed. You know what? This, this, this should have been the album cover. Right there, yes. That should have been the album cover. Yeah. I think you just answered the question you asked me earlier. Moist ass nigga. Uh oh. Moist Myron. Moist Myron. And you know what? We are going to blame the A&R because somebody should have been like, nah, bro, we we going with this cover for right, this right, is going right. to be the cover. It's going to be the cover. So, <laughs> yes. Um, JR, what, what are you ending us off with tonight, good brother? Um, well, The last two is the first one is Solo. They joint. Nobody talks about that joint with Heaven and where you want me to solo. put it? Remind me of solo. Yeah. Solo. Remind me of what was uh, heaven and where you want me to put it? Where you want me to put it? Yeah. That's what she said. That's I'm where you want me to put it. <laughs> I'm not messing with you because yo, I, I just know I did, I did, I just don't remember the group yeah. solo. And then you tell me the name of the song is tell me where you want me to put it. Like, but Horace Brown got banned off the radio. But they was playing, tell me where you want me to put it? Right, right. I ain't fooling with y'all, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, that album for real, like they did a lot of uh, Sam Cooke covers on there too. This is Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's group. I mean. Oh, they produced it? They produced damn near the whole album, yeah. Oh, that's all I had to say. So you just leave with the producer. Just tell me, Jimmy. Jimmy Yeah, they did it, and um, I mean, it was so many groups. This is '95, so it's it's a lot of groups. So a lot of people got you know swept under the rug. But I I think it's a dope project. My you know my late grandma loved it, so she played it like crazy. So she got us to like it. And the last one, a lot of people she don't even talk about this album because she act like it don't exist. (laughs) Talk about Mary's Mary album. Yeah, like it don't exist. I love that. Yeah, boy. Me the hell off. 
and she tripping. <laughs> That's one of her best albums ever. And she acts so like Mary doesn't like that album. Huh? Mary doesn't like that album. Does she act like she act like she like it? I, I I'm not cool with Mary like you are. I, I don't know. Cool like that one either. But the only two albums she discusses is freaking what's the full one in my life, and I'm over it. Like, <laughs> you got another damn. You got more discography than in your discography, especially the Mary album. Like, yo, like. Mary album. Good one. Like, what are we yeah. doing? I love here? that Mary album. Um, what's Yo. that joint? Um, all of that I can say. Not that joint. Nah, the love I never had. The love I never had. Oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, this album is nuts, yo. Like, yeah, this album is crazy. She, she want to fuck around and do family affair, which is whack as shit. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> 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 she said she want to fuck around and do family affair. You like that shit? Bugged me out. I hated that song when I first heard it, and I still hate it to this day. Like, I do not. Hey, like you gotta it. get the people what they want. The fans love it, so you gotta get the people what they want. Man, fuck that. That shit is okay. Bad. Okay, the red cup, the red cup is keeping them for Jr. Right about yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, that's my last two. That's it. All right, <laughs> Grant, what you, what, Grant, what you got left, little brother? Well, I, I have, um, I have uh, one, uh, well, two. I got two left. I'm gonna just do the two I got. Um, America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube. Um, don't see a lot of people talk about that album a lot. Um, and Blue Funk. I got, that, was one of my, that was one of my joints too, man. Yeah, it was fun, man. Um, from start to finish, that album dope. Um, the first song, Truthful, was based on some true stuff he went through with, with a certain with a chick that y'all might know. Yeah, it's crazy. Truthful was the <laughs> shit. The way that album sets off, Truthful is just bananas. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Truthful, who's the man? Love sexy. Yes, yes, y'all. Here coming the hefster, bunch Ooh. of niggas. Box. All right, and then um, can I get it crispy, please? Thank you. I mean, he in the chicken wing spot. He in the chicken spot. Grab, grab, no, grab no what to do, man. That brother know what to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> get full chicken wing spot. Oh, you out South Street? Oh, yeah. you at the you at the pizza spot? You say what? I said you at the pizza spot down South Street. That's what's up. Yes, sir. You said what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, what's your last joints, good brother? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna do two more. So uh, I got uh, Lost Boys, Love, Peace, and Happiness. I feel like you know their their debut uh, solo debut, or uh, not solo, debut, but their debut album um, gets all the love, you know, for good reason. That, but that that follow-up was really dope yo me and my crazy world beast from the east you know cannabis mm-hmm. killed that joint uh you know very dope album and my next one is um uh sadat x wild cowboys mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think we were talking about you know with uh grand poo believing brand nubian and like they had a chip on their shoulder and yo, know, i feel like the album was super dope i mean the lump lump um, hanging high and, and all them joints like and Sadat X was so unique I mean I heard nobody rap like him like before then and ever since like he's a one on one right I feel you I feel you, I feel you. Rob, what you got for your last joint bro 
Uh, my last two I got Hard to Obtain, Ism and Blues. I don't know if y'all remember wow. that dream. Oh, I remember um, Hard to Obtain. With the L.I. Groove. Um, yep. Ghetto Diamond, you know what I'm saying? They, they had a nice, nice album. Nice four mics, three and a half, four mic album that got overlooked, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm gonna finish at in Queens, I'm gonna go Royal Flush, uh, get a millionaire drum, um, got iced out medallions that everybody knows from. But I like moving on your week productions when I first heard them. I that that was Deep that was, that was fire. Iliotic Shine, you know, that that album was that one was dope. And um, you know, not a lot of people not a lot of people mention that John. Oh, I got one more. You know, I can't LL, Mr. Smith. Bounce back from you know, king of the bounce back. He makes something. Yep. <laughs> he bounced back with some fire. You know, Mr. Smith had a lot of heat on it. Um, and that's it. For me. Yo, don't forget worldwide off that ghetto flush joint. That was my shit right there. Worldwide, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worldwide, yeah, yeah. crazy. Man, that shit was crazy. Bet what you got left, bro? Um, on the R and B side, I had Mary J. Blige, uh, Mary, for all the same reasons you guys mentioned. Uh, on the hip hop side, I had uh, out of 1991, Poor Righteous Teachers, Pure Poverty. Pure Poverty. Um, yeah. I had new Shaquille. Shaquille, Easy Star. Uh, they had a lot of crazy records. Easy Star is the shit. Easy Star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they get forgotten about as a group. Um, yeah, all you hear about them is rock this funky joint. Like that's it. Like right, exactly. You barely hear the first album mentioned. Right. Uh, but yeah, the second one was crazy, and I remember this was the, like the first. As a matter of fact, I think I did it on Eddie's freestyle yep. joint. It's the first album like I bought with my own money. So I was like, I don't even know if this shit gonna be good. I pay for it. Let me just rock it. But I, like you said, kill. That one tape in your deck and oh, your Walkman. And uh, yeah, I played the hell out of it. But you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, that was really crazy. But even back then, I, you know, I didn't know many people who were talking about it because there was a whole bunch of other stuff that was dope. Right. So, but yeah, that was my pure problem. You know, the crazy thing, Vague, you just made me think about something. We would listen to shit so much until the tape popped. That's how much yeah. we would listen to an album. Until the, the words, the words come off the fucking yeah, tape. Yeah, the words came off the tape. You don't even know what side is side A and side B anymore. No. Like, right. it's crazy. Oh, man, what you got left, good brother? Well, <clears throat> I was going to say, I mean, I actually, I was going to say AZ, do or die. Mm. Um, I think that album for me and also, you know, I'm going to keep it at the crib, man. A lot of people did sleep on that brand Nubian album. I think it was the first album to get five mics as a group was um all for one. Man. Alright. That's my that's my personal, you know. No, no doubt. Alright. Alright, no doubt. JP, you got anything left, bro? Um I'm gonna go on the R and B side, I'm gonna just go go with um Usher's first album. Okay. I think Puff Puff was like executive produced the whole album because everybody talks about my way then you know what I'm saying 8701 but that first album 
I know he was super young, but it was a well-produced album. What was the slow jam on that joint? Crazy. Um, Nah, it was many ways. I think many ways. Sure did some stuff. He wrote some things. I think I think Alvin Shore wrote many ways. Um, Chucky Thompson did the first single. The, yeah, the, think um, of you. The, think of you. Yeah, yes. I thought that was dope because you know that. You talking about Whisper Kill? Hold up, I'm looking it up now. I know he had a banging slow jam on that joint. Um, first joint. Yeah, I think Devontae did Can You Get With It? Can You Get With It? That's what it was. Yeah, Can yeah, you get yeah, with yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Devontae did that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was he crazy. Got, the interviews on that was crazy. Faith Evans thing in background. Like, it, it was it's a well produced album, man. I, I thought it was well produced. Like, I feel like it doesn't yeah. get mentioned as much as it should. I know he was super young, but it was like, I thought, I thought it was dope. So that's all I got. All right, no doubt. What you got left, Yes? I got, I'm going to go, I got two of them. Uh, I got two shorts <laughs> album, uh, Short Dog in the House. I, that's my favorite two short album. I mean, he got a thousand of them, but <laughs> this, this album is my favorite one. The, uh, two standout joints is uh, Short But Funky and uh, What Rap. Those two joints off, off of the... Uh, Short Dogs in the House album or, or Dope in my opinion and it, I think it's an album most people talk about Life Is Too Short and, and Born to Mac more than than this one I think this one stands up right with those uh, previous albums and my uh, last one is by a group <coughs> called The Coup it's, they're called The Coup they're from California Genocide they're from and the Bay too right they're from the yeah. Bay too right yeah and the Fungstress yep R.I.P. Pam the Funkless. Yep. But uh, yeah, the, the Genocide and Juice joint, really, really dope album by them. I mean, they, they, I, th I think they're a, a slept on group, period. Uh, I don't think a lot, you see a lot of uh, talk about them, but um, the cool are very, very dope. Get a chance, check that album out, Genocide and Juice. That's my last one. All right, no doubt. Extra joints I had, Let the Hustlers Play, Steady B. Uh, BDP, KRS produced joint on there called The Undertaker series. Of course, everybody knows the series remix, which was crazy. Life of a Kid in the Ghetto. What do you say, Grat? Well, I was just saying edutainment. <laughs> edutainment. Um, Life and the Kid in the Ghetto, Ed OG's debut album, which was crazy, produced by Special K. And, um, God, I forgot the other guy's name. My my, my brain is, is losing it. Uh, that's them, the artifacts second oh, album. Nobody talks about Teddy, that joint. Teddy, Teddy, joint called Teddy. the artifact. Yeah, Teddy P. Uh, what you just say? Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Teddy. Yep, Teddy, Teddy. Teddy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Um, the artifacts second album. They had a song called Art of Facts, which was crazy. Nobody talks about that album. And I know me, Evil D, and Five Foot are the only people who like this album. But I like Warzone, the second Black Moon album. Buckshot ain't even like it. Just me, Evil D, and Five Foot. <laughs> but I really fuck with the second Black Moon album, Warzone. On the R&B tip, I got I Will Survive by Shantae Savage. Very dope album to me that nobody talks about. Sparkle, produced by Candyman. I know he produced it, but that Sparkle album is dope. Yeah, very dope album. Yes, Brian is. McKnight, the self-titled Brian McKnight, one last cry. The joint never, 
never felt this way about love in the joint that he sung when uh, Martin proposed to Gina. And by love after after the love is gone. And my last joint, a soundtrack, one of my favorites ever, the Mo Better Blues soundtrack. Love that joint. Cinder Williams. Um, oh God. Yes, I love that soundtrack. Harlem Blues, thank you. Harlem yeah. Blues, yeah. Very dope yes. soundtrack that nobody talks about. Cinda Williams was like, she like just appeared and disappeared. Like, I thought she was going to be shorty and like, it was nothing. Like, she did a movie with Bokeem Woodbine and that was it. <laughs> like, you never heard from her ever again in life. Like, she just disappeared. All right, y'all. Good looking about Hev. I mean, Grab. I keep seeing Hev name me Grab. Grab, where can they get at you, good brother? What do you have cooking up? People don't know, Grap is a singer on the low. Rap JR and Y'all don't know, I've been asking for this I album, and I really should have been asking for the Grap Lover solo singing album right now. Rap, what do you have cooking up, good brother? I'm a note holder, man. But real quick before I get my stuff up, I just want to give a quick honorable mention to an album. I don't think it was made in the 90s, but it's a dope, dope album. It's a debut album of an artist named Chocolate from Seattle, Washington. Um, if you ever get your hands on a chance... It's R&B or hip-hop? R&B, R&B, right? But it's yeah, like... Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Beat, like, L-Beats, B. Yeah. Chocolate is her yes. name. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. It's a K in her name. C-H-O-K-L-A-T, Chocolate. She's from... You know about her, JP. Yeah, yeah, yep. I know the name. Definitely know the name. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a couple of If you don't know about this album, oh, yeah, I'm, I just wrote it down. I'm on it. I'm on it. it. Trust me when I tell you, this 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 chick is vicious with it, man. Okay. Vicious with it. And I think Jake One and Vitamin D worked on her beats because uh, oh, she's from okay. Seattle. Mm. I knew Jake One worked on that album, um, but I think Vitamin D also contributed to it. So worth checking out. But have named me Grap at Twitter. Love y'all, man. Y'all be blessed. It's good to see brothers yes, safe sir. and healthy and strong. I'm going to peel off of this one. Um, no you know, have a good time in Philly with wife, man. man. Yeah, right, no doubt. Yes, a good time in Philly. She said peace to all the brothers and love and no blessings. Yo, if you, if, uh, if, you, if, you if you want to get some cheesesteaks, grab, get at me. Don't be, don't be just nah, wild. I don't eat meat. You know, I don't eat meat. I'm backsliding oh. with this pizza right now, man. I don't want you going to the wrong spots up there, man. I gotta make yeah, sure y'all good up there. You good? You good? I know. I, right. I know not to hit gyms and not to hit Ishka bills, and I don't even eat that stuff. But right. I know it's all good, bro. All right, baby, I'm rap with you. Jr., you got to grab Always. Thanks. Yeah, where can they get at you, good brother? Oh, just at, at the RB Reps on Twitter, RB Representatives on uh, Instagram. Me and Elise is coming back with season three. Um, we got a lot in store. I can't wait for y'all to see it. Um, yeah, Junior's Brother Soda on Instagram, Junior's Brother Soda on Twitter. But yeah. All right. Eddie, where can they get at you, good brother? Yo, uh, on, on Twitter, Eddie D80, uh, Freestyles on IG. Alright, no doubt. Amir, real quick, what's going on with the Dope Boy Soul album produced by the Chocolate Boy one to the legendary Pete Rock? We're seeing it this year, right? We're getting in 2022, correct? Uh, bro, listen, I I, I, I don't want to sound unsure. Sure, I, I, want, I really want to leave some mystique around it. Um, we, we definitely in the green. We're not in the red with it. We're definitely in the green, so I could say that. And, um, um, you know, it's done, and we here with it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, don't you know? 
because I really want y'all to hear this, hear this joint. But you know, now we're in that critical stage where we kind of like really, really drilling down on uh, the particulars about each record, you know, out of the ones we chose for for the project. And you know, he has he's gonna definitely have his last say on it. I have my little two cents, you know, because it is my project. But still, you know, you gotta run it by the principle, right? Um, so yeah, but but ultimately, man, I'm I'm, I'm def definitely excited for it. Um, and just you know, you should, I record every day still, you know. So it, you know, I I was always told that the album's not done until it come out. You know what I mean? So we just kind of keep recording and and and, and keeping. But the core of the shit is done. That's a fact. You know, I let you get your ears on. Right. So. Right. Um. Um. So now nah, you know that's that as far as and, you know he did release some of the artwork. That was done by Damian Scott, homeboy from uh, Marvel and DC Comics. Um, that was fire. And, uh, you know, like I said, man, I'm just, I mean, I got some new beats from him that I'm working on. Drinks from you, um, a few other people. And I'm just in the lab every day, bro. We, we definitely probably drop a mixtape, though, before maybe seven to ten joints. You know, right, right before that. You know, I'm thinking about a name for that now, kind of like skating with a theme for that. Um, but other than that, man, they can find me at, um, on on uh, Twitter at 25th Hour Man, number two, number five, T H H O U R M A N. And on uh, Instagram, Amir A M X X R. You know what I'm saying? And you can find 21 Grams. It's on Bandcamp, it's on Audio Mac, it's on SoundCloud. Those platforms that we wouldn't get dinged on for streaming it because they was, you know, those samples was crazy on there. Um, right. So yeah, but with the next joint, we probably won't get, you know, we're gonna do it the other way. So now, nah, like I said, man, keep it short and brief. Yeah, we good. And you know, right. I'm here. I'm good shot. I'm, re I'm ready. Alright, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. Next day sure. here, right there. I send the mayor beat on Monday. I get it back to you. <laughs> next day here, right there. That's hey, tell me everything that's going on, good brother. You can follow me on social media at Biggest World Inc. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You know I don't be dancing and shit. So I look like I be doing that some of that shit. Uh, but nah, um, and you can check out my podcast. Got a couple of podcasts: my weekly news podcast, Hip Hop Now podcast. Also, I have a boxing podcast that I do with. Uh, Tony from Into the Dome and uh, Robert Silver, uh, which is a monthly podcast called Championship Rounds Podcast. And I have a brand new podcast called Hip Hop Twitter with Yinks that we do uh, we're in season two. It's all based around short form podcasting, so less than 20 minutes of your time, but it's all about hip hop takes that you hear or that Yinks sees on Twitter and brings them to me and I haven't heard shit so you get my natural reactions because <laughs> I edit the cuss words out um, but we do a lot of unique things too with the production uh, to make it entertaining so definitely oh, check it out is. Definitely, uh, mm -hmm. yeah that's a blessing that you uh, you uh, 
since the curse words. I hang out with too many Jodeci ass niggas over here, so it take me the whole entirety of my life to edit every curse word out of here. So definitely, I'm telling you, I need more boys. I need more boys than men niggas in my lives, man. I got too many Jodeci niggas around me. Man. Niggas don't follow rules, don't give a fuck. You know, don't take your shoes off. Just right. do whatever oh, fuck they want to do, man. So, bro, tell them everything you got going on. Good boy. <laughs> Uptown Rail 215 on Twitter, JBen215. No, hold on. That's on the gram. JBen215 is on Twitter. Um, did I say that right? I don't know, man. I've been working hard, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've been working too hard, man. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, um, still working on music. About to put the first single out. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Hey, no doubt, JP. What's going on, good brother? I know you cooking up something. Talk about the podcast, the beats, uh, the music, everything. Yeah, well, the, you know the podcast on pause right now, but um, focusing on a few things. You could hit me up uh, J Pass Music on Twitter and Instagram, J P A Z Music. Um, you know, working on something. So hopefully, be releasing some new music this year, maybe in the next few months. Hopefully, you know, still still grinding on that. That's the main focus right now. So. Right, you shooting anything? Um, not not lately. I mean, I, you know, I just did some weddings and stuff and some other um, little events. But right now, I'm focused on some creative stuff. So we'll see. I, I'm planning some things. Planning some All things. Right. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yes. Where can I get at you, good brother? Uh let me can let me give me a little time. I'm, I'm going to tell a quick story if I can, please. Do your thing, good brother. Um, I want to tell y'all about the power of prayer right i'm a firm believer in the power of prayer so this this holiday weekend that just passed well first of all let me say this my wife's a breast cancer survivor right she got diagnosed in 2014 we've been blessed she's been in remission since you know all of that but this weekend she checked herself like ladies should and she felt something right so immediately you know we yeah, everything went crazy right so like again, power of prayer. Fast forward to Tuesday, we had a doctor's appointment. She got checked out. There's no tumor. There's no cancer. We good. We thankful. And and that's that's just all I wanted to say. Believe believe in that, man. Take take prayer with you. Believe that it works. I'm I'm a witness today, and I'm telling y'all right now, it works. So that's it. What's up, bro? It's yeah, a beautiful bro. thing, man. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's funny because um, I'm glad you touched on that. One of the things that happened with me lately, people know my four years ago, one of my students who's like a son to me, Tay, got murdered. And um, he's been on my mind lately. And then yesterday, his sister came to see me. And, like, warmed my day, just made my day to see her. Then I got home and they convinced me to get a new iPad because um, I got all these books around here. She was like, you look like fucking graffiti artist. Like, nigga, you got like 100 notebooks. You need to just get an iPad and just take notes in the iPad. So I'm syncing the iPad and I found this video of Tay I haven't seen in four years. It's of me cutting his hair and I haven't heard his voice and he's talking. And I was like, yo, it's just like really, I'm like, wow, should I like, you know, show his mom or not? So I'm going back and forth. Then the day there was something going on in my hood and I there was no parking. So I had to park next to his memorial. His memorial was around the corner, like right where he died. And I never go past it because I, I don't like it. Um, so it was like, I, I see his sister, I find a video, I have to park right next to his memorial. And then the first person I see when I get to the hood is his mother. 
And I was like, yo, I'm going to just fucking ask her. Like, yo, do you want to see this? Like, if you don't want to see it now, that's cool. Like, I'm going to save it whenever you... And she's like, nah, Mr. Kill, I need to see that. And she, she saw it. Tears wild up. And she's like, I need it. And she gave me the biggest hug. So I always just say, you know, don't stress about stuff. God will give you the answer. Because I was really like, yo, do I show it to her? I don't want to upset her. But, you know, and I was like, fuck it. Let me just ask you. Like, if you don't want to see it now, that's cool. I'll play it later. But... So I'm with you, yes. And again, I don't take any of those things as coincidence. Like, how, right. how got, he got killed two blocks away from my hood. That's how far I had to park and walk two blocks because there was no parking. So uh, glad to hear about your wife, yes, because like you said, man, that's, Appreciate we're, you, man. we're getting, we're getting older. We got to check on ourselves. Shit is happening. You know, we at the age of shit start falling apart. So we we really, you know, I know it don't look like shit falling apart, but shit be falling apart. Like, you want to keep it a buck. Um, y'all already know what it is with me. Kill889, Twitter, IG. Um, me and Vern got our, out our album, I Don't Mind. Um, it's at griotgriotvrn.bandcamp.com. Um, it's now on streaming services, but again, like I always challenge people if you fuck with it, and only if you fuck with it. I would never ask if somebody say, Kill, I don't like the album, then I don't even want you to buy the album. I, I, I appreciate your support. If you don't like it, by no means, don't, don't buy it. But if you do fuck with it, all I'm saying is buy it. If you can't buy it, tell somebody about it. If you do buy it, still tell somebody about it. <laughs> you know, so again, as indie artists, this is what we got to do. Word of mouth is really, to this day, the most important thing that's out here. Me and Vegas have a dope project out. Will Maddox that's dedicated to his cousin, Ill Will, who passed away. All proceeds of that go to Miss Versi. Vegas is on Ill Will's mother. So definitely chop, check that out. VegasWorldInc.Bandcamp.com. And y'all already know what it is with me. I'll check y'all next week, good peoples. Peace.